Oh. <laughs> so if you'd like me to stay and play tomorrow for you, I'd love to. Hmm? I know you've been out. What? You've been out of your room. No, I haven't. Paul, my little ceramic penguin in the study always faces due south. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Ceramic penguin. Is this what you're looking for? I know you've been out twice, Paul. First, I couldn't figure out how you did it. But last night, I found your key. I know I left my scrapbook out. I can imagine what you might be thinking of me. But you see, Paul, it's all okay. Last night, it came so clear. I realize you just need more time. Eventually, you'll come to accept the idea of being here. Paul, do you know about the early days of the Kimberly Diamond Mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Don't worry, they didn't kill them. That would be like junking a Mercedes just because it had a broken spring. No, if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working. But they also had to make sure they could never run away. The operation was called hobbling. Amy. Whatever you think I'm not doing, please don't do it. Any for God's Shh, darling. Trust me. God's sake. It's for the best. Any, please! Almost done. Just one more. God, I love you. All right, folks, another episode of America's Hometown Horror. And today's episode is presented by Clark's, pairs of shoes that I actually own. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what Clark's set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's, and Podgo is here to bring you up to 30% off select items, including the iconic Clark's Desert Boot, by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's podgo.co slash Clark's. What's up, folks? What is up? My name is Mike, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. We are happy to have you back. And as always, I have some other people with me here in the studio, starting off with my esteemed co-hosts, Andrew. What's up, man? And Kat. What's Hello. going on? Guys, how are we doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to report that dry January is now over, and I am looking forward to having my first sip of alcohol. Good job, Michael. Hooray! In a month. Give Mike credit, Cat. You get none. I've, uh, I've, I've chosen uh, my favorite beer of all time, which is the Substance, courtesy of Bissell Brothers up in Portland, Maine. Uh, it's awesome stuff. So I am, I am very happy to be uh, off the wagon. So I am too. This is a very, very long, very cold month. But uh, you were kind of boring for the last. I know. I know. It was pretty boring. But uh, enough about me. Also in the studio with us tonight, we have a very special guest who is returning for his third episode. 
Welcome back to Matt Audet. What's going on, man? How are you? What's going on? Doing well. So happy to have you back here. Yep. Thanks for uh, making the trek. Absolutely. It's so uh, long five minutes. I know. I know. It's definitely a long, long journey. The yep. driveway can be a little treacherous sometimes, but not. Thankfully, we avoided the snow, so yeah. not, not too bad tonight. But. Uh, so, I was going to say, so we've done Halloween with you, we've done The Exorcist, so it's been a little while since we've checked in with you, so what's been, what, what have you been up to the last few months, what's been going on? Um, well, just working, I'm waiting for live music to come back, I'm hoping that'll happen in the next couple months. Yes. Um, so when that does, that'll fill up my weekend schedule a little bit more, uh, otherwise I just kind of take it easy, I got the day shift going now, so I'm in bed early, I'm up early, which is nice, I got some nice. control. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so, on the music front, you have something special going on uh, tomorrow night, yeah. or it will be tonight when people listen to this. Yes, the uh, Inebriart podcast is having me on to do a live online stream at Craft Beer Cellar in downtown Plymouth. Awesome. So, yep, that'll be from 7 to 9, so... Um yeah, it's right now probably if you're listening to it. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, hey, if you're listening to this, pause the show and go hop over to Facebook and watch Matt Audette uh, play some music from the Craft Beer Cellar. Good stuff. So, actually, so speaking of inebriart, uh, I was lucky enough last night to be invited on to a podcast called The Dorkening, which um, they had myself, Andy, Hannah, and Fish from Inebriart and Old Colony cast on as well. Uh, so you can head on over to Facebook and check out the live stream that we did. It's about an hour long. It was awesome talking to those guys, you know, kind of telling a little bit about what the Inebriart podcast does, what we do on our show. So it was uh, an awesome opportunity to hop on there. So thanks to Leo, Pat, and Phil for having us. Hopefully I looked good on camera and it was uh, I didn't embarrass myself too you much. You looked very handsome. Thank you. Stubby. <laughs> yeah, very I was, stubby. I was able to check coherence. that out for a little nice. bit. So <clears throat> thanks for checking it out. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So yeah, hopefully we get to work with them a little bit more uh, in the future. I think we can definitely collaborate on some stuff. And yeah, that's uh, the Dorkening, which you can find on Facebook and I think they uploaded it to YouTube as well. But with that being said, we should start moving along with some of the things we have to talk about. We have a lot to cover. We have an awesome movie. We have some news. And as always, we kind of kick things off. If anyone wa- has watched anything uh, anything horror-related of note over the last couple of weeks, Matt, I know it's been a while since we've talked. Anything that you have watched recently over the last couple of months that you really liked that you want to, uh, that you want to talk about? Yeah, so um, I don't think by the time, like when we last recorded, that I had watched Possessor yet. Mm-hmm. With um, that was what's his name, Brandon Cronenberg, right? Uh, yeah. David Cronenberg's son. Okay, so I I've heard good things about this movie, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, dude, it's pretty sick. So um, I'm not the biggest sci-fi horror guy. Okay, and this is definitely more of a sci-fi-ish vibe. It's very futuristic. Um, basically, people there's people that are hired to go like brain to brain with people, and you take over their body, and yeah. they take out like assassinations through another person. Okay. And then just get rid they just get rid of that body. Those people don't know that going into it. So it comes down to one guy, he's ends up having the mental strength to fight it and it they have their own that's kinda where the movie takes off. So uh very interesting movie. Super fucking gory. Yeah, I think so. Uh, if you want a nice violent flick, that's definitely it'll scratch your itch. I I had I heard that, that. Obviously, with it being uh, David Cronenberg's son, Cronenberg yeah. obviously has a lot of movies in the body horror genre. Some yeah. of his movies are some of the nastiest I've ever seen. Between Very bleak. like, yeah, that sounds sounds on brand yeah, with uh, with the Cronenberg. Right what was that? The bleak ending will go right. What up uh, is that available on anything? Would you watch it on? Uh, apparently, it's coming to Hulu th- at some point this month. Oh, nice! Oh, nice. I'll check it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't even heard of that movie. 
Nice. Possessor. Yeah, I've, I've heard good things. It was on a lot of podcasts like in, at the end of 2020 for like their best in horror for the year lists type things. So yeah. I've, I've heard of it before, but I haven't had the chance hmm. to check it out yet. Yeah. Nice. So Possessor by Brandon Cronenberg. Yeah. I also watched the another one that came out this year called the, I think it's The Dark and the Terrible. Okay. I might be flubbing the name, to be honest. But it came out this year, and I didn't like that one at all. Okay. Yeah. So right. it was just dark and terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like yeah. what you did there. I see the that. dark and the, it might be the dark and the wicked. Dark Actually, and the wicked. I think of it. Yeah. Okay. But, Fair um, enough. It was just like it fell flat, and it just the end of them. Everything happens at the end, and you're like, all right, like what the fuck was that? What did I watch yeah. the first hour and forty five minutes? Yeah. Of yeah. yeah. The was. acting wasn't great. It was all like they're they like, play like deep southern like hillbilly people. Okay. But like they're not like crazy. Like you know, it's very like it takes itself like way too seriously okay so, yeah that type, with that type yeah i mean i feel like after tucker and dale versus evil come out how are you really going to take the hillbilly horror type stuff pretty yeah, seriously they just like live you on gotta, a farm and they're just yeah they're like these i just, mean like, deliverance deliverance i mean i yeah. guess well that came out in what the 70s deliverance yeah, but yeah i see yeah i see what you mean okay. some reviews a lot of people said that they really liked it but i just i didn't think it was great it was like all a lot of people saying they'd like the devil inside and i was like mm. okay yeah all right um I guess if you like rushed endings, sure. Yeah, 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 I'm not a fan of that. See that that's what that's what I felt like about Spiral, that movie we covered. Uh, yeah. that the ending I hated the ending to that movie. Spiral even even more after not after the, thinking about not a little the oh, not the like, soft another movie name set. Yeah, Spiral, so okay. uh, there's right? a, the sh- it's a it's a shutter exclusive uh, like, you know, horror thriller type thing where it's it's uh, a gay couple move into like this like, you know, country neighborhood and then this weird stuff like culty stuff starts happening almost kind of reminds me reminded me like a little bit like kind of like get out obviously nowhere near as good but it was like almost they were marketing it as that type of like social like thriller this one probably leaned a little bit more into the horror roots but the ending was definitely a little bit rushed i won't spoil it for you in case you ever check it out but yeah it's spiral but um speaking of shutter one recommendation that you had given me a while back that I finally got my ass into gear and started watching, and Andrew, I was telling you about this earlier today, is uh, the In Search of Darkness documentary uh, on Shudder, which is about four and a half hours long, and it's just a deep dive into 80s horror, and they go year by year and just go, they do probably like three, four, five movies each year. So I think I'm only like halfway through there's, it right there's now. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they go in. And there's a part yeah. two that's coming out, which obviously we saw today. They had yeah. to sell it on DVD. Yeah, I gotta, you got to hop on that because I missed, they did that on Halloween mm-hmm. and I missed it. And so it's one of those things like you do it or you don't. So yeah, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you get both of them yeah. when you buy that one. But it's very like so... It reminded me a lot of like it's like a, like a new wave of documentaries following everybody's favorite uh, everybody's favorite reality TV channel uh, horror documentary Bravo's 100 Scariest yeah. Movie Moments. It almost kind of continues the legacy exactly of that, like that. Uh, almost like an Eli Roth's History of Horror type thing, which that just got renewed for a third season. That'll be out this fall too. So give me all the horror yeah. documentaries. I'm on board, and this one I'll is check fantastic. That out. Yeah. Sounds good. It's they really have, good. you uh, would you would love it. Yeah, yeah. They have all the interviews that Eli Roth does on that show podcast form. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's cool. Dope as fuck because they're like all like Quentin Tarantino's is like two and a half hours long and it's yeah. sick because he just goes in about like Bella Lugosi for like a long time and that I just That's that cool. aspect of horror is so cool because it's so old and just not talked about anymore and Quentin Tarantino he's obviously the biggest film buff guy yeah Tarantino ever. loves to talk about movies yeah he doesn't shut the fuck or up himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. or himself or himself too himself yeah. too um, dude loves feet 
Yeah, he does love feet. feet. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got a weird thing. He, like, it, it's funny if, like, if you look at, like, so I noticed that we, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. when Margot Robbie, uh, when she goes to see herself in the movie and yeah, she, like, puts, puts her, her feet up. up and she's wearing bare feet, it's like, yeah. dude, why? Like, ugh, weird. Okay. But whatever. <laughs> I guess we're right here to talk about Quentin Tarantino's fucking foot fetish. And Rex Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, y- you would like this because it does a good job of doing some deep cuts but also some pretty well-known like mainstream horror so it has like poltergeist gremlins Mm -hmm. but it also has some like really gore like chopping mall like random obscure 80s horror movies some awesome clips from all these movies yeah you're seeing some and like it makes you want to watch these ridiculous movies you'd never watch yeah i'm down for that yeah (laughs) dude it's a good one like you end up if you start drinking at the beginning of it, you're trash. You're gonna end. be so fucked For four up. Four hours. That's what I did. I only, I I only need two yeah. hours. Yeah, I watched it one night, <laughs> and I just, uh, I and was vibe. just loving it, dude. Yeah. It was so dope. It's awesome. Yeah. Andrew, anything, uh, anything of note recently? Nothing anything worth since checking last out? Last time, I've just been watching Seinfeld and Curb. Yes. Mm, just trying to take a little break. Yeah. Curb is awesome. So, yeah, Curb's always I good. Love that show. I've been watching a lot of X Files. Still, I'm still in that X Files kick, but. I saw the book on the table. I did, yeah. So actually, I haven't even talked about that yet. So I got it's a, it's basically it's a it's a book version. It's like three hundred pages. It's a hardcover book that is actually like someone's interpretations interpretation of what the X Files would actually be. So like you open it up, you flip through it, and it's just got like case files, photos, like pages that are like Manila envelopes. So it's yeah. like a bunch of episodes. But it's actually it's pretty, cool. uh, pretty pretty nerdy, but pretty cool. Yeah, Sounds like something you would like. It is. It is. Yeah, definitely <laughs> something that I that I like quite a bit. But. Uh, Anyone watch the little things yet? I know no. we haven't. Did you watch that, the new Denzel and Jared Leto and Remy Malik movie? No, actually, movie? now I know what you're talking about. Uh, I saw the preview for it on like a Facebook ad, but uh, yeah. I haven't watched it. Okay, I'll see you there. Jared so, Leto kind of like, skip it. Like, we, we, we were just, just talking, talking about Jared, Jared Leto. Sucks. Sucks. He's, well, he, he, I, don't say, I don't think he sucks. I think he's just super hit or miss. Because in Dallas Buyers Club, he was like incredibly good. He, yeah. won, he won an Oscar for that. Yep. Uh Good for a dream. dream. I love, yeah, I, love I liked him in Fight Club. He, I like watching him get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, him. that's really all he's there for, though. <laughs> yeah. is to just get the but Edward Norton beating him into in a that. pulp. He does have some pipes, though. The dude can sing. He's well, in 30, 30 seconds, seconds to Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, he was, those emo, emo kids. Right. I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I know that. Uh, I know they cut a lot on the Suicide Squad, but he was easily the worst Joker of all time. So, uh, well, once Heath Ledger, I mean, you, you can't. There's yeah. no one better. Than yeah, of course. Yeah, tough, tough, tough act to follow, and I'll I'll give him a pass on that. But we were talking. I mean, about, Jack is pretty good. Too. Yeah, the Jack's Jack was good. Um, but Jack you lost good. me at the design for the Joker. The yeah, the, Florida the, Joker the, doesn't the work with the too, tattoos yeah. and all cap teeth. And, yeah, no, I'm just looks like an idiot. Yeah, it was like when they did like the Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and oh, they're, like, all like yeah, gangsters yeah. in Miami. Yes, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah, I remember that movie. Oh, you change the name of this. Oh, thing. Baz Baz Harmon, the hot kid Leo. Yeah, you ruined him. I know. Good God. Um, but yeah, so that's a roundabout way of saying that I, I have not heard good reviews of uh, little things, and reason being that uh, Jared Leto oh, another sucks. Movie, the Outsiders sucked too. I didn't like that. I don't know if I've seen that. The show? No, the movie. No, oh. not the show. There was like a movie on. It was a Netflix movie, The Outsider, and it was like him fighting some. I can't remember Jared the name. Jared Leto. Jared Leto was like fighting some Japanese gang, like some infamous gang. I can't remember. What that sounds. Called. That sounds 
wild thing. We did the Outsider series as a podcast, though. Yeah, we did. You did. You know yeah. what? I never watched the last episode, so oh. I just, oh. You should watch the last episode. I know. Episode. I just, I'm, I have such a commitment. Well, you have plenty of time. You have plenty of time. episode yeah. I haven't watched? Yeah, it's never come back. I've never yeah. watched the last episode, uh, last episode of Breaking Bad, so... Oh, How is well, that possible? Like, once you tell me, I was like, I'm done. I don't even want to know. That is insane. <laughs> How did you never watch the end of Breaking Bad? I probably should watch that. Yeah. And I also, I also <laughs> yeah. binge watched like, because I this was like two years ago when I watched it. Yeah. I like binge watched it through like a winter. I remember got, when you were watching yeah, Breaking Bad. I know you didn't finish it. I got to the last episode <laughs> and I never watched it. I just was like, Jesus. I'm gonna watch Seinfeld or something oh, stupid. Dude, you, oh my god, you're, you're in a perfect position. Right I'll now watch the last episode of The Outsider if you watch the last episode. Of you, you each should make yeah. that. You yeah. should make yeah. that commitment yeah. to each other right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Found in it now. It's a contract. Dude, when you finish Breaking Bad, you can watch like five seasons of Better Call Saul, which is fucking awesome, and you can watch El Camino, which is the Movie. I have follow up to of one of the characters. Disorder. I'm aware of this, Michael. Okay. Because who watches an entire what, six seasons? How many seasons are there? Five. Six. Five. I thought it was six. Six. So. Five or six. Yeah. Five or six, and then just not watch the last episode. Yeah, it's, it's like a psychopath. Like a commitment. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, like, like a psychopath. But yeah. that's all right. Okay. Wow. I'll finish it. Wow. I'll watch it and be like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> hey, cat. Hey, yeah. Can I give you a piece of news that you'll be excited for? Okay. Guess what they are making a sequel to that's coming out. Sometime soon. Not this know. year, but maybe next year. What is it? Cloverfield. Oh, I liked the last. The last one was the one with John with John Goodman. And it, so that wasn't the last one. Oh. So obviously, so the Cloverfield universe, quote unquote, is you know run by J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot. So there's the original Cloverfield movie, which is. Was that the one where they were in, in, in the city and then they the were found the... footage of the giant monster? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. that was awesome. So then, yeah, yeah, that was marketed super fucking well. It was, it was. <laughs> so there was that one. The sequel to that, which wasn't even really a sequel, it just had loose ties, was Ten Cloverfield Lane. Right, That's the one with we... Mary Elizabeth Winstead, John Goodman, yes. where they're in the bunker. And a lot of crazy shit happens oh at the end. God. That was yeah. also marketed well. Wasn't that the yes. one that got aired on the Super Bowl? Yeah, you yes, no it idea. was. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, that was the next one. The Cloverfield Paradox. The show. Which uh, sucked. It was really? a movie. The Netflix movie. That was we did. Terrible. We did. It, it was, was so. Not it made good. no sense. It honestly, it felt it was like a they. <laughs> it was, yeah, they it was literally a paradox. It felt like the studio had some sci-fi movie that they knew wasn't going to be very good, so they turned it into a Cloverfield movie by adding like three or four scenes. That's pr- that's what it felt like. But apparently, so this new one that's in the works is not going to be found footage, and it's going to be a direct sequel to the first Cloverfield movie, which is what I'm probably the most interested in seeing. Cool. You know, what worries me about this is I have a feeling, like this is, I don't even know why this makes sense or makes a connection in my brain, mm-hmm. is it sounds like, so you had 28 days later and then they made 28 weeks later. Yeah. It just felt like so different mm-hmm. because it wasn't a found footage one, the first one, but it was just so The way it was shot was different. Yeah. It was like overproduced. It was, over, it was Yeah, it yeah. was like, this sucks. Yeah. So I feel like that might be, I have low expectations for that movie. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's one of your favorites, Kat. You I do. love that no, movie. No, I really like yeah. it. So I'm, yeah, I just excited. don't want to be disappointed. I didn't know about that. The first Thank one was all right. for sharing your news. Of course. <laughs> um, and you mentioned that they marketed those movies really well. And I guess yeah. they, they, have, they said in this exclusive article that um, – they're going to continue doing like the viral marketing shit when this movie comes out. Yeah. So, nice. like, remember know, that like Paranormal Activity had a super yep. cool marketing. Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're going to do all kinds of like you know fake websites and all that shit. So cool stuff for fans. Uh, Matt, since we have you on, I feel like this is a perfect topic to discuss. But just announced uh, a few days ago. So the title, cover, and synopsis have been revealed for the new Stephen King book. Did you hear about this? 
Which one? Later? Or uh, so the new uh, Billy Summers. Yeah. Yep. So the new one. That's the new uh, Stephen King novel. It's going to be coming out this summer on August third. Mm-hmm. And the summary is. Uh, Billy Summers concerns a killer for hire and the best in the business, but he'll do the job only if the target is a truly bad guy. And now Billy wants out, but first, there's one last hit. Billy is among the best sniper in, snipers in the world, a decorated Iraq war vet, a Houdini when it comes to vanishing after the job is done. So what could possibly go wrong? Sounds like a little okay. bit of different territory for uh, for Stephen King yeah. a little bit. I, uh, I I know a lot. It sounds like it could have some some dead zone vibes to it. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Um, he's definitely been kind of steering away from the hardcore horror stuff in the most recent years. I, I don't I know what you're. Th- I know you last, read a lot of King. Like, yeah, I but, even think like the last twenty. Yeah, because he, he did the Mister Mercedes trilogy. Yeah, which is more like kind of crime. Yep, he likes the crime like noir stuff. Yeah, this book later that comes out in March is like a noir. It's like one. Of, it's like Joyland and uh, uh, what's the other one? There's another like little like crime book that he put out. Oh yeah, um, uh, the Colorado Kid. Okay, and it's it's supposed to be in that universe, I think. Yep. So that comes out in March, and then yeah, I saw this it was coming out in August, and I was like. How does he do so many books at once? Honestly, he, he's and he just, makes uh, time to read books and like, like you know what I mean. I'm like, this guy's just he, 100% you know, just taking in he, content. He must not watch television. He's just a content machine. He does, he does watch television. Yeah, because he, he, he watch. I'm like, how do you watch TV and do anything for years? That's the thing. All he does is write and read and like write, hang read, out, watch, watch TV. Yeah, like yeah. he doesn't he have to go to work. He's day. like, I can just sit here and yeah. do whatever. Well, he used to do that column for Entertainment Weekly, talking about like you know whatever he was watching or whatever. And I know he tweets out a lot about about horror movies and stuff. Yeah, he tweets a shit ton. Stuff, he, yeah. he, he recommends a lot of shit, so I don't know how he finds all the fucking time. And he's like seventy eight. He's old. He's yeah. getting old, man. Like yeah. he's in good shape. Obviously, you know he's. I think he, especially for being hit by a fucking van. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but yeah, health wise, um, he doesn't drink or any anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes that kind of lifestyle, even when you're young, will fuck you up. It's just amazing that you can I think keep running yeah. for that long and not run out yeah. of content. So I'm saying he's a content <laughs> machine, dude. I yeah. think he's gonna get into a political thing. I think I'm surprised uh, yeah. he hasn't by now. I no. think well, he has like little things, but oh. I think he I think this might lead into a bit of like a political social horror. You'll probably content. you'll see a lot yeah, of that, that even yeah. with you know things that uh, you know transitions of power and stuff. I feel yeah. like it's going to be a lot of writers that are inspired. Well, that's by also what that sells right stuff. Now, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and there's just, there's there's so much going on. You can go yeah, yeah, write about so much stuff. I was talking about like just like how like the pandemic is going to affect. Music and movies and oh you know, everything. You know what I mean? Like Andrew it's just, just said it's, yeah. before you got here, he's like, "So when do you think we can go to the movies again?" Like, <laughs> you guys been getting your AMC stocks, dude? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I missed two hundred bucks on that. Did you? I missed the bus on that. I, honestly, yeah. I needed somebody to explain that story to me. Like I was fucking three years. Old. I did I too, understand. but to me, yeah. <clears throat> that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's yeah, it is awesome. Now that I know, it's it's great. Very, very rare. I mean, not, not not to talk politics, but it's very rare you see people on both sides of the aisle that are coming together to like you know praise these people for doing this and yeah. agree on flip shit. off the one percent. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. I think I think everyone's in agreement that you did, yeah that people yeah. don't need billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think you have enough. Yeah. Especially, what do you do with it all? Yeah. Die invest. That's what they do. And yeah, they, and they just, just they, and they, they give it to their family and their family yeah. Yeah. owns and they own it blows it on whatever they want to blow it. Like the Rockefellers and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I may I may have asked you this on one of the shows we had you on before, but what's your favorite Stephen King book? Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot yeah. is mine. So far, from yeah. what I've read, I haven't read a lot of his books. I've only read like ten. 
Yeah. So. I, I can name one. I read one. I read one, too. Yeah. I read The Gunslinger, the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I read that I read, one, too. You read, read like, the like Green Mile. mile. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sarah read that. Oh, well, you read, like, a whole book. Twice. I read a whole book. Did she? Yeah. The whole Dude, series. She, she, so so many she tried to restart it the other day. I'm like, finish Dead Zone. Like, don't. Oh, she did? Dead Zone's good. Yeah, she's reading Firestarter now. I I love his short stories, but Salem's Lot is my favorite. Yeah. Favorite novel. I also really like The Shining. Shining, sick. Um, I guess. I mean, The Mist is a longer short story, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, it's like a novella. Yeah, um, I, I like a lot of his shit. But um, in order, like what I've read from him, yeah. was Cell. Like when I, I read, was like I when it Cell. came out. So I was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. Cell, and then I read It. Yep. Misery. It also is Gerald's Game. Yep. And then I started at the beginning, and I read because I wanted to read Gerald's Game because that movie came out. Yeah. And I wanted to read it first. It was a big book. Gerald's game wasn't too big. No, it was only it, like it was. A big oh, huge. it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was. It took me a long time, and then <laughs> I just went Carrie, book. Salem's Lot, The Shining, nice, The Stand, uh, Night Shift, yep, Dead Zone, Firestarter, Cujo, for, yeah, uh, that's a yeah. murderer's row of Stephen King hits yeah. right there. I read, uh, I read Pet Cemetery. Right I read now. Dreamcatcher. Nice. I read the Tommyknockers because uh, I like when he does yeah, weird sci-fi alien shit, which. Uh, he wrote Dreamcatcher, right, like, while he was recovering from getting hit by that car, and he was on all sorts of drugs, all tell. fucked up. It's, it's super weird, yeah. Is it's it a, a good book? It's because the movie sucked. It's disjointed. The book is better. A lot of people yeah. say it's his worst book. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I didn't hate it. They say actually both of those books I actually, are I think, worst books. Yeah, I think Tommy Knockers is probably his worst book. Yeah, he, he has said It was he, like the peak of him being cocaine. like a yeah. coke monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Um, so speaking of Stephen King adaptations, you know, we covered Creepshow uh, a few months back on the show. So dope, uh, a bit of sad news. Hal Holbrook, dead at age 95. Oh. So Hal Holbrook was in Creepshow. He was in The Fog. You'd recognize him if you saw him. So in Creepshow, he was in the crate segment. Mm-hmm. He was the guy with the loudmouth, obnoxious wife that was he ended up feeding again? to oh. the creature. Hal Holbrook. Was he the guy that just died, like, today? Yes. He was oh. Mark Twain? Yes, yeah. yes, that's him. Yeah, and then he played a he played a priest in uh, the Fog, the John Carpenter movie. So, but yeah, ninety five yes. years old. Yeah, be remiss if we didn't mention him, but he was old. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he lived a good he life. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was about as old as he can get. But uh, uh, yeah, right. pay tribute by go watching uh, yes. Creepshow in the Fog. I yeah. love Creepshow. Creepshow's yeah. phenomenal. Look at that monster in that picture. Mm. Looks like every time I watch Creepshow, it just makes me tap back into Tales from the Crypt. Ah, see, I I wish I know. I had, I had read that it was basically the, the rights are in dispute, but there's absolutely no fucking reason for the entire Tales from the Crypt not TV to show to not be on HBO Max. Oh, yeah. And I have it on DVD. the Tales from, Tales from the Crypt Keeper animated series as well. Give me all that shit. Yeah. Um, you can get the DVD box set for like probably $30 at Walmart. That's not bad. No. Maybe I'll invest it's in like that at seven some point. Seasons, dude. It's cheap so bad. Tales from the Crypt is awesome. It's so awesome. Just dude, don't scratch it. I always forgot, right? though, they're That's... just all like, it's all just about murder. Like that's it. There's no supernatural. Nothing like yeah, no monsters all. or that's anything. Right. I hate supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't like <laughs> all monster stuff. You like ghost shit. stuff. Yeah. You don't like monster stuff. But I just cool that. I love Tales from the Crypt. I just love Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. I like that guy. <laughs> the Crypt. He's the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like still the, my favorite segment is I can't remember if it was was it from the movie the one with Santa. That's the, the, like the serial killer. Yeah. That was Oh no no we watched that. That was the Creep Show TV series. Yeah, that's what we. 
the one where the, uh, the it's the werewolves and he goes to the werewolf support group yeah. and they get attacked by the Santa Claus. No, no, no. The one the when tales the, from the clip where the like the, Santa, the oh tales she, from the crypt. I thought yeah, you were talking about. He's like escape from the the lady asylum. kills her husband. Yeah, yeah. That's like the first episode. It's like the literally the first episode. My yeah. favorite one is the one when the guy gets his like DNA spliced with a cat. So he has nine lives. Oh, so he becomes a freak I, show act, and he's telling you all the deaths that he's had while he's buried alive. And through uh, him counting back, I he think I vaguely he remember that one, yeah. And this is his last life. I do remember that. Oh, man. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, See, I, I do want to. Maybe when I finish the X Files, I'll make it my those. mission to rewatch yeah. Tales. Yeah, because I feel it's like that I don't dude remember that's any in that movie, Memento. I can't remember yeah. his name. When will you be Memento? Memento. Um, I'll be watching the X Files yeah, until I'm probably forty, because there's Christopher Nolan nine seasons, and there's probably about twenty episodes. It's got the guy that was all directs a lot of movies. Christopher Nolan, yeah, he did Tenet. No, 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 but the guy in it, the guy, the main character. Oh, I have no idea. That's like he was in. He did. Uh, he's super popular, hot guy. Super Guy Pierce. Yeah. yeah. No, but he's not hot. People <laughs> thought he was. Dude. Really, Guy Pierce? Maybe back then he was. Yeah. yeah. Not like a fan. A, don't, not a fan of the guy, guy Pierce's looks, huh? huh? I don't generally look at men. Michael. <laughs> Michael. Oh, Fair every, even men look it's, at it's men. Women look guy. at no, no, that was a, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. That was I could see Guy Pierce being handsome. Guy. That, so. Costanza. I couldn't. I've been watching too much Seinfeld. Costanza. This guy. Yeah, yeah, it's guy, actually guy not Pierce. bad looking. Yeah. He's pretty bad good. Looking. He's a stud. He's in some good movies. Guy yeah. He looks better with facial hair, though. Like, just stubble. He's, he's not he's covered in, like, random phone number tattoos. All right. Handsome. Cool, cool. Uh, anything else anyway. we didn't cover that anyone wants to get into before we move into tonight's movie, which I'm super fucking stoked to talk about? I did hear for news that there's supposed to be, like, an Exorcist reboot. I when? also had heard that, yes. Like, soon? Yeah. Why? They're working on know. something. Why? <laughs> I know. It's supposed to be a direct sequel to the first one and skipping out on, like, the heretic. And oh, oh, well, that's okay. That's different, then. I yeah. thought you meant, like, a reboot of the first one. I was like, no. Okay. That's wait. fine. They can do that. But. Sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Relevant kind of to this topic. You know how they do, like, the whole Star Wars and they like, the older movies and the prequels and the backwalls and yep. whatever yeah. the hell they are? So, like... Backwalls. Like they that. literally backwalls. are backwalls. Yeah. <laughs> so... When I was watching this today with Mike, and I was like, wait a minute, so Castle Rock, um, oh, Eddie yeah. Wilkes we'll is get to this too. like a newer, I don't even, t- I don't mean to, you know, no, 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 you're fine. Your prayer, dear, you're fine. So I'm like, so does this take place? Like, I was like, so when does it, when does this take place? Because are they in Castle Rock? No, they're not in Castle Rock. They're in no, blah, blah, blah. They're in and Colorado, I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah, Castle Rock got kind of out of control. Well, then I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, so where does this connect in the whole Stephen King, like, matrix here? Well, because you have to remember. Two. Castle Rock took some creative liberties. Yeah, so Castle Rock just involved a lot of characters from the Stephen King universe and mythos and just put them into new stories. So technically, it basically just took his idea of Castle Rock being related to stuff and being like, we'll just call it that. So it's like its own thing. Its own thing. Yes. That's correct. Like David S. Pumpkins, his own thing. (laughs) There we go. So, actually, perfect time to transition into uh, tonight's movie, which, of course, is Misery. And uh, super excited to talk about this one. I know this is one that we've, uh, we've had suggested to us a few times you know continuing the theme of cold winter movies and this is definitely uh yeah, involves is, a lot yeah. of that shit in you so but uh you know i guess to start off we'll go around do you know just overall thoughts on misery and matt you are our guest i will start with you my friend uh yeah i always enjoyed this movie it was one of the first like r-rated horror movies my parents let me watch when i was a kid because it's not like super over the top right yeah um really not. No, it isn't. And um, it's one of the books that I read by Stephen King, so I'm looking forward to getting into that a little bit as well. Nice. Yes. Yeah. But uh yeah, it has it has it's 
incredibly well done. Um, the acting's great. It's a Rob Reiner movie, so I mean, it's like yeah. it's not like it's some like random kind of like offbeat. Good night walkers, good pedigree behind walkers. the camera. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, it's like it's taken yep. very seriously. So yeah, you know James Can and yeah, uh, absolutely Kathy Bates. So. Kathy Bates killing it in this movie, literally and figuratively. Uh, so Cat, I know we were talking today when we watched this movie uh, that you may have seen it in the past, but so it was obviously like it was like, a lot of it was fresh to you at this point because you hadn't seen it in a long time. So yeah. what did you think I of Misery? I feel like when I was a kid, I did like a Stephen King binge one summer. Like whenever it was a rainy day, we'd go to like Blockbuster and rent a Stephen King movie and like mm-hmm. watch it that day. Like even to the point where I watched like four VHSs of The Stand for like eight hours yeah. one day. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, we just, but it was, like, so, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, was that, like, really, like, 20 years ago? And I was like, oh, my God, that's really sad to think that. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, yeah. You I'm digress. Going on that, that miniseries came out in 94. Yeah. yeah. Stand. Yeah. yeah. 27 yep. years old. And it was a blockbuster, four VHSs long, for oh, yeah. eight hours of television. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen this candy movie. Anyway, might as well so you, yeah, I would say, yeah, so you, you think this is one of the ones that you had during your summer of, summer of, summer uh, Stephen of King, like summer of kid. George. Like, yeah, at some point, like I was really into horror movies when I was a kid and like I watched every single thing that I could because that's all you could do when you were a kid. Cause you're not like out drinking at bars or like hanging out with your friends. Like you're just yeah. kind of at home, like yeah. whatever. So yeah, I'm, I, if I had seen this, it's been a really long time. I feel like it, like parts of it look really familiar, but like I couldn't really put it together, but so I really liked it overall. I thought it was great. Um, and it was really funny because I had recently watched Castle Rock, the series. Yeah. So comparing um, Kathy Bates to, I forget her name. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Um, they actually both did, like, they had, were very similar. Yeah. So I was just like, this is pretty cool. She, she, she immediately, yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's Annie Wilkes. Lizzie like, Kaplan definitely made it her own, but she... They sounded a lot of like same mannerisms. Like she did a good job emulating Kathy Kathy Bates, but doing her own thing. Her own thing. Yeah, Yeah. no, but she was great, and Kathy Bates was amazing. And um, Khan, what's James? (laughs) James Khan. Khan. I'm like the guy from Elf. Yeah, the guy from Elf, Walter Hobbs. Walter Hobbs. (laughs) Walter Hobbs was great in this. You're an angry elf. I was like, see, I couldn't. I was trying to think of it earlier. Like one of the movies he was in. All I think of is Sonny from the Godfather. Yeah, say Sonny Corleone. No, uh, he was in. He was in the so many movies. So many movies, and I'm trying to think of the Gambler. He was fantastic in that. Not the stupid Mark Wahlberg movie, but the 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 original one that Wahlberg remade. That's what he's got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be in so many amazing '70s movies, and I can't think of any. Wahlberg's the worst. He's just terrible. Oh, I hate Mark Wahlberg. Who was his son? Uh, Scott Con. He was in the Ocean's Eleven movies. He yeah. was in Varsity Blues. He played Tweeter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the guy from Misery's son. The guy from Misery's son. So James Con from Misery. Yep. His son Scott Con is Casey Affleck's oh, I twin brother. Like in the movie, I was no, trying no, no, to remember no, 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 like no. the characters in my head. I'm like, no, 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 I don't the think actor. I ever showed the actor. <laughs> so he's Casey Affleck's twin brother in, in the, the Ocean's movie. Eleven movies. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. And he's Tweeter in Varsity Blues, the crazy one with oh, the cowboy yeah. hat that gets arrested and shit. Oh, I love, minute, I love, yeah. I love Varsity Blues, but yeah, yeah, James Caan, good actor, very good actor, yeah. very good actor. Yeah, Amazing Walter Hobbs is great. <laughs> Walter Hobbs, indeed. He's got terrible hair, but he's a great actor. Yeah, 
not the he's best head like, of hair, he's but got, like old dude hair. I feel yeah. like he hasn't aged. Yeah, but I, no, but yeah. I feel like oh, his hair. Aged. I feel like he has two different textures of hair. Like the front is so much different than the back of his head. And sometimes yeah. I'm wondering if it's the same person when they're showing the views of the back of his head. Yeah, maybe stunt that double. Makes any possible. sense. He was a big. T- he was a tough guy back in the day. Yeah, not someone to fuck with. They said he used to be a hard ass on set. And one little thing, like story, I saw when I was reading for this episode, what there there was actually one whole day of shooting where. Rob Reiner couldn't use any of the footage because James Caan showed up hungover. Yeah, and I he saw that uh, too. he basically like he actually I guess he paid yeah, the, he paid yeah. the studio back for the day that they missed of shooting because he was like you know so fucking hungover he couldn't function. Oh wow! So, well, him and Kathy Bates didn't get along during the. Film. I also saw that that they uh, they were not necessarily best friends because James Caan apparently his acting style is to wing it and just do his thing. Which you know, I guess he's kind of earned that based on his career. Yeah. And Kathy Bates yeah. is like a classically trained like theater actor right. that used to prep for the role, and she was doing the whole like method actor thing, where like I guess Rob Reiner had to tell her after the fact, like, "Hey, uh, why don't you go home and relax for a while and not be Annie Wilkes for like four hours, yeah. and come back tomorrow and be Annie Wilkes?" So he uh, he got into a lot of trouble during The Godfather because there was that street fight scene, and they like I think they like trashed somebody's car. Yeah, like throwing a trash can through I the think windshield. I have heard that they story. were like, "Hey, dickhead! Like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> we're acting. Yeah. We're not destroying people's yeah. cars. I'm creating art. It's like that thing with that costs uh, ten thousand dollars. The Hateful Eight. The uh, what's her name? Janet. Uh, I can't fuck it. She, I can't remember her name. Janet something Lee. What? She's the main lady in uh, Hateful Eight, and she's okay. playing the guitar. And Kurt Russell takes it and fucking smashes it. <laughs> and it was like a guitar from like the 18 or 1700s oh, and they, there was supposed to be a replica that he smashes but they yeah. let him use that and he broke that one oh, and fuck. they were like yo well, Kurt Jennifer Russell. Jason Lee, that's what I'm Jennifer talking. Jason Lee. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. But Kurt Russell can do no wrong in my eyes, so I, uh, I would forgive yeah. him. Unless you're that the owner of that guitar. Like, exactly. Like, well, they, they probably aren't. Probably got they, they, they hate that. Kurt yeah. Russell. Yeah. They, they probably aren't, uh, you know, going to see him and whatever, you know, Captain Ron anytime soon. They're yeah. probably going to sure pass they could, on that. Uh, they could afford the car that they destroyed. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but that being like a thing that he, they were like, hey, chill out. Try not to do this. We don't want to spend more money than we need, so don't throw trash cans through things. Mr. Bias, thoughts yes. on Misery, my friend? Obviously, it's a very good movie. It's got such an early 90s Stephen King movie feel to it, though. Like, it's better than all the most of the other ones from that time period. Other than, well, Shawshank was, what, 94? Yeah. Yeah, this came out after, uh, this but, like, came out before was, Shawshank. I feel like there were yeah. so many garbage ones in there. Like you said, Tommy Knockers wasn't that in there. There's, like, a bunch of them in that same mm-hmm. time period. Yeah. Which are uh, good maximum Overdrive, but they didn't, the Night Flyer, they didn't get Graveyard the, shit. It feels like, the, like you said, they didn't get the thought that they needed to make that movie. Well, yeah, like exactly. Like yeah. they put the effort in, they put in the It was director, a massive. They put in the production, movie, yeah. what was it, 20 million bucks to make that movie? Is that what it was? Misery? Million? Yeah. Oh, actually, I didn't even look at the budget for this. I think it was 20, yeah. but they made like 60. Yeah. How much of that went to James Conn? Probably a good amount. <laughs> Probably a good oh, amount. So that was Kathy Bates, like, first big role. Yeah. That kind of put her on the on the map. Kathy yeah. Bates is amazing. I mean, yeah. I would challenge you to tell me a better part that she's played since then. I don't she really, was, I'm not a big connoisseur of Kathy Bates movies. She's pretty hilarious in Rat Race, dude. Rat <laughs> Race. <laughs> she's been in so much <laughs> stuff, too, though. She is really good in She plays the unsinkable mom. Molly Brown and Titanic. Yes, yeah. oh, she was great oh, in that true. too. Though. She almost plays the same character, but yeah. not really. Uh, maybe Dolores Claiborne. Maybe what's her name? Uh, fucking uh, uh, the mom and Waterboy. Uh, oh, she's uh, yeah. so good, <laughs> yeah, dude. The foosball is the devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh my god, I, I love that movie that. too. Yeah, I feel like she's just and she's been in American Horror Story. I completely forgot oh, about really? that until right now. Yeah, she was in. She's been in a few. She was in Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably more. I don't even know. But yeah, Kathy Bates rocked in this movie pretty good. Is, is Roanoke the way you pronounce that? I was told that Roanoke, hundred percent. It is. I was yeah. told by someone else that that's what everyone thinks, but the people mm-hmm. that live there say it differently. Uh, was it Ronock? I don't know. <laughs> Would that work? Ronock. class. Um, I. <laughs> I forget what I was saying. That's no, okay. Fair oh, enough. I find this movie very similar, yet completely different to Secret Window. Like I find it to be the same type of okay story. If someone's just With trying an op- to like hijack author. Yeah, author is the main yeah. character, which obviously you get in a lot of Stephen King stuff because he based a lot of his characters on himself or aspects of himself. Which obviously yeah, the this is a, character. Yeah, like author. so if Kathy Bates had it would, Kathy Bates always trying to get him to write a story and then kill him. So if she had succeeded, yeah, would have been. Somewhat similar. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Kind of, right? I can like see that. Like a it. weird fucking yeah. fan. Okay. I don't know why I connect the two movies. But That's all right. I'll grant you that. They're both good. I like Secret Window. Yeah, Secret Window is I have only it. seen that one time, and it was when it came out in theaters in like 2004. So I, I saw that like, in theaters I was like 12. too. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's an underrated movie. John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro's great. Yeah, John Turturro's good in everything. So. I just remember they killed his dog, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. How many movies they killed dogs in? Not many. Too many. Isn't Secret Window based on another movie? Wrong turn or something? No, it's based no. on Secret Garden. Yeah, it's a Steve, It's a based on a Stephen, Stephen King, King story. The one with Johnny Depp Which I believe and I John Turturro. No, I think I know, it's yeah, in Four Past Midnight. About. What's the other movie yes. I'm thinking of? Yeah. Wrong turn? That's just wrong turn. Yeah, wrong turn. <laughs> I have uh, no idea. Rear window? Was it? No. The, I don't know. Never mind. That's okay. With, uh, what's on. his face? <laughs> that's a Hitchcock movie. Yeah, Rear Window is a Hitchcock movie with the guy in the wheelchair with the broken yeah. leg, and he sees the murder. Which across the that street. movie with Shia LaBeouf was. Oh, uh, Disturbia. Disturbia. Maybe yeah. that's what you were thinking oh. of. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. Maybe. Shia LaBeouf, man. Yeah. Shia, Shia, whole yeah. 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 Shia, Shia. That would be a lot of yeah. Shia's had a rough a uh, couple of months. Do you see all that shit with him? I watched like the first half hour of The Tax Collector, and I made a joke that it was a remake of The Water Boy. <laughs> there you go. Actually, yeah. this just says. I don't know. Turn. That movie was bad. Yeah, I was his character was the acting was bad, and he got a whole like torso tattoo. Oh, I remember hearing about life. that. I mean, yeah, I remember hearing about like that. I guess it's like a pretty badass tattoo, but it's just like Jesus Christ, dude, um, you're not really like a Mexican role. drug lord. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I just googled wrong turn, and yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I know. Um, Scott Todd is in it. Was, no, it, wrong <laughs> turn was released on January twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's a new wrong turn. Yeah, there's a new ago. one. Oh. Yeah, they did a reboot. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Tales Oldest Time. Maybe. Reboot. Yeah, exactly. That's reboot. what I was thinking about. Why are we still talking about wrong turn? Sorry. No, I just, right. I'm trying to figure out where my head connected with that whole thing. No, you're fine. Don't worry. Right. Right. Yeah, my brain you're good. is all over you're the place. Good. That's why I figured what? out what you were talking about somehow. What? What? <laughs> so, for Misery, I'll just say I think it's uh, this movie is insanely suspenseful because mm-hmm. you know that kind of goes to what we were saying before we kind of started. This is a different type of movie that we've covered for the most part on our show. This is definitely, I mean, there are some horror elements, but it's most it's more of a thriller, a psycho, not even really a psychological thriller. It's just for a like, thriller. Yeah. I think. This for is like only a horror movie. because the name Stephen King is exactly. Well, well, every time she comes through the door, yeah. she's like a different person. Yeah. You yeah. don't know what Which you're I getting love. whenever she yeah. walks. Just into shows that her room. range yeah. with the character. It's awesome. But I was just you know rewatching it uh, today. This movie like kicks right into high gear and yeah. doesn't stop. Like immediately, he gets in that car accident and he's in Annie Wilkes' house. It's no fat on this at all. Just 
go. Yeah. And I, like when I was like, oh, it's like an hour and forty five minutes. Like okay, maybe this quick. Maybe it's but it's quick. It it, it flew through. Into it. But you know, cat, you always talk about realistic horror, right? So things that not monsters, not supernatural stuff, but stuff that could actually happen to you. And to me, this is the scariest type of realistic oh, horror. Absolutely. Worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. So the feeling yeah. that basically you're in a situation and there's no you help move. coming. Yeah. You're fucked. You can't move. You're truly in the clutches of a madman or a mad mad woman, legs, I should like, say. You're injured. No one knows where you are. Yeah, his legs are like fuck. yeah. Oh, everyone. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have I ever seen an injury in a movie that makes me so? Wait, are you talking like, about I'm the like, injury towards the his, end of no, the movie? His le- no, when like his shows legs. Right. legs when she shows his legs, I'm like, yeah, dude, oh, yeah, just that so like yeah. swollen and just yeah, yeah, all over the place. And I'm like, you can't even. You see touch the feet at the very end too, and you're like, and he looks and he's like, oh my god, like you might never walk. Like people lose their legs. Yeah, and you got some fucking crazy bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you And then, soup. you know, that scene, which we'll talk about yeah, more, gotta, gets me gotta save every, every time. Just oh, like, my that God. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> is that gruesome. Yeah. So I would argue, personally, that Annie Wilkes is up there with some of the best characters that Stephen King has ever created. Oh, yeah. Probably some so. of the most iconic. Most diabolical. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would consider, I mean, so some of, the, some of the most notorious ones, so Jack Torrance, Pennywise, Randall Flagg, Roland Deschain. From the Gunslinger novels, yeah, but here's Carrie White. All you got to do, John Coffee from the Green change. Mile. She's immortal. She's not some like being from another. Right, yeah, she's which just makes her even she's more just intimidating. Fucking Annie Wilkes. Yeah. yeah. So that's. She has that. I think she that gives her like precedent. Of, right. Like, if you're going to do that list, you got to do paranormal and. Well, I just think I'm, I'm just talking you know in terms I mean? of like memorable just Stephen King. Oh, okay. oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I think she's got to be right up there with some of the most memorable. And it's obviously due to Kathy Bates. We already kind of talked about her. She kind of, you know, does an awesome job with this. She won an Oscar, deservedly so. And the way, you know. For this? For this. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she That's won an Oscar for this. I didn't know that. Yeah, won, I knew she won one. She won, uh, she won best, best Actress. But the way she can kind of go from this, like, mousy, you know, seemingly good-intentioned woman that won't even fucking swear. That's why you don't trust religious people. To this psychopath. She's bipolar, yeah. right? Uh, probably she's got yeah, she got pills in her cabinet. Yeah. She's a nurse for a reason, so she can get drugs for right. herself. Yeah. Well, you yeah you end up finding out her whole backstory. Right. Yeah. And that she's like she was obsessed with killing babies and talk about right. yeah. yeah. Talk about a perfect way for some exposition without having to do flashback scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just find awesome. old newspaper articles that she keeps. Yes. Herself yes. Dragging yeah. You don't you don't waste your time with flashbacks yeah. and all that stuff. All that stuff's safe. And it's like, of course, that's the most horrifically vile, evil thing you can do. It's like just rob the innocence of a baby. Like (laughs) a newborn. Jesus. Terrible. Dude, the book's heavy. It goes into it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the premise of Misery is kind of iconic. It's been parodied and and spoofed Mm -hmm. a million times, but... Uh, my personal favorite we watched today on YouTube after watching this movie. It's the uh, segment of the Three Kings episode of Family Guy where basically it's uh, Stewie as Andy yeah. Wilkes, Brian <laughs> plays Paul, uh, Joe is the sheriff, and then Lois is Brian's agent. And, you know, it's just basically the whole, it's the same story but with those characters. Yeah. And then, you know, Stewie shoots off Joe's legs because Joe's in a wheelchair in the show. It's fucking hilarious. That's actually a really good episode of Family Guy. And they do Shawshank Redemption, Misery, yeah. and Stand By Me. Yeah. yeah. Don't stuff. they do one? Like, Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, The Simpsons where they do The Shining. So, oh, oh, The Shining. Yeah. Oh, Shining. I love that. Yeah. That was my number one That's overall That's like the first pick. Hollywood, or Hollywood, uh, Treehouse of Horror. 
Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think. Did we talk? Did you about have? Did that? I had did you that. have one overall? Craig had one overall. So whoever Craig had one overall, overall took the shitting. We did a shitting draft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That episode's dope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think about misery, and obviously we'll delve some more into some more specific stuff coming up. Was that season one or was that Treehouse of Horror? Because isn't season one of Treehouse of Horror? Well, it was the first. Treehouse of Horror. First Treehouse of Horror is in season yeah. two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yes. Right. Yes. Is it the first one though? No, I, I thought it's it was not second, the first one. It's the, the Raven. The, fir- the, the first, first one's no. the Raven. The no, one where they the get abducted third? by Kang Kodos, and then the Amityville horror spoof. That's the first one. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So the shinning, so the shinning the is like season. two or three. Okay. I think. I don't know. The but second but season. Oh, yes, yes. It's insane that I fucking know that we watched. Yeah, so you're much. right. <laughs> we watched I remember so much I had a DVD as a kid that was like, like episodes like three or four through like eight. Yeah. Okay. That's too funny. Super random. You're like, you know what I remember? <laughs> <laughs> this. Yeah, that numbering's weird, too. Three through eight. Yeah. I guess that makes sense if there's two on each one. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Yeah, but, like, why not start at one? Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, that's, here's, that one, one, here's one and two, and then here's three through eight. You don't yeah. get those. No. That's weird. You guys yeah, I had to borrow my buddy's Disney Plus account so that I traded. I was like, you can use my oh, HBO Max. Yep. And he let me that's use his Disney deal. Plus so that I could watch The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror during Halloween. Nice. That's, like, a, yeah. that's a good trade. That's oh, dude, yeah. He, he loves trade. it. Yeah. yeah. Would you? So we awesome. still, we're still going with that. Cool. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hear some other horror movies that came out in 1990? Oh, sure. There's some good ones in here. There's some there real are. There's some real crap, but there's some good ones. Arachnophobia. Love it. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. That was great, yeah. Child's Play 2. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Man, starring Liam Neeson. I actually Made by Sam Raimi. That's, that like that's like a comic, uh, dark. It's like a dark say, superhero like, type thing. Yeah. Isn't it like kind of like cartoony? A little it's, bit. It's kind of like, um, not Who Framed Mr. Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. But Roger Rabbit. Like, <laughs> it's not even close to the same thing, but... Almost kind of like maybe the, like Dick the, Tracy, almost. Yeah, 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 like, yeah it looks more like, like that. Like yeah, like comic it's book. like a comic yeah. book. It's yeah. like, yeah. which reminds me. Of, oh, you know, a movie I did watch the other day. I don't know if I talked about this. Sorry, that's okay. Topic, but reminded me of comic book movies is Road to Perdition. Oh well, that is a comic Tom book. Hanks. Yeah, that is a good yeah, movie. That movie, yeah, that great movie. movie. See, I I was thinking about maybe because that <laughs> could be considered as a borderline horror movie thriller type, but not really. Perdition, yeah. Because that guy at the end, fucking Jude Law's character. Dude, that's got a great cast. Tom Hanks, Tom Jude Hanks. Law, Paul Newman, Daniel Craig. Paul that was nominated for Best Picture, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, I, I might be that. wrong, but I. But that's a comedy. I, I wouldn't be surprised. That movie is well, we so good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. That but is a good like, movie. I have technology. Yeah. I can figure this out right now. Also in 1990, The Exorcist 3, which has probably for one of the end. most famous jump scares of all time. What? I don't know if I've seen Exorcist 3. You've, you've seen the part with the nurse in the hallway, that jump scare? You've probably seen it before. Probably. It's it's decent in terms of Exorcist sequels. It was uh, it won Best Cinematography in 2002. Okay. And it was a nominee for Best Supporting Role, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Paul Newman. Okay. All right. <laughs> so and then otherwise, it's all just behind the scenes okay. music and editing and stuff. Nice. Flatliners also came out in 1990. Oh. Yeah, not really a fan either. With Kiefer Sutherland. You've seen all of Is that the one where they like yeah. kill themselves? Kill themselves and try and bring themselves Except back to the light, dark, yeah. life. Dark Man. I, I haven't seen yeah. one. You would probably like that movie. I would check it out. Sam Raimi. It's yeah. so yeah. fucking bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Such a weird movie. So there are a few other Stephen King movies that came out in 1990. The first of which really? is uh, Graveyard Shift. Which is the big rat? Yep. With yeah. uh, it's based on a short story by Stephen King in Night, Shift. in Night Shift, where it's a it's a mill that's taken over by gigantic mutant rats. So there's that. It's almost <laughs> like that movie that uh, fucking it's not with rats, but um, what's his name? Christian Bale 
the mechanic, no, the uh, machinist. Of machinist, he lost yeah, so yeah. much weight and he basically lived up. Basically, he should have played that role because that's what that guy looked like. In, uh, in, in Graveyard Shift? Yeah, yeah. The guy down in the. I can see that. Kind of I can see that. I can see that. Also in 1990, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Hell yeah, dude. Yep, good movie. Good movie. Uh, Catherine. Yep. The It miniseries came out in 1990 with Tim Curry. I have that on DVD. Good for you. (laughs) I do too. We'll just move along. It's on HBO Max now too. Cats it's not that far time. off. Though. It's good. It's, it's almost good. as good, good as. Um, it's I don't want it. No, I don't want to get into it. Wait, was that all? What are you? No, no, I got more. Oh, there. Okay. Wait, time out. I'll say there's Sorry. definitely like a bunch. What's yeah. your opinion on the It TV series versus the It movie oh, series? I like the original. Uh, the, like the movie is obviously it's it's very well done. The first part is great. I'd give it like an eight and a half out of ten. The second part I didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was way too much comedic relief. It was fucking cheesy, and it was whack. Okay. The original one. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you the original guys, one thank is super you. fucking You guys can commiserate on that The original one is also super whack. So, you well, know. yeah, but it was goofy. But it's better. Like... It's, like, nostalgic. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's, cr- it's creepier, and it's, a, it's creepier by doing less. <laughs> There's no fucking CGI. Yeah, CGI The really clown is scarier because he's... Real. These are all the arguments. Okay. These I are will all agree. Arguments. I will agree that Tim Curry is scarier <laughs> than Bill Skarsgård yeah. as Pennywise in that movie. I will give you that. I Except when that. like they're in the house in the first one, and he like comes like unfolds himself like out of yeah. the closet. Yeah. 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 So Sars, and you see how big he really yeah. is, yeah. Like, because he's like six five. He's a huge dude. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah. if you you could have reversed roles, you could have put Skarsgård and Curry's role in Curry and Skarsgård role, and we would have thought the same exact thing. Because they both do a very good job when it's just no CGI, just yeah. them acting. I'm like, I can't help but think of like Tim Curry right now doing Tim Curry's so good. And it just makes it that much more like... Yeah. He just looks like a very sad clown. I did watch Dude. Rocky Horror Picture Show this Halloween season for the first time in my life. Yeah? Yeah. Sarah yeah. was like, we, she's like, you've never seen this movie? I'm like, really? You like this movie? You don't like horror movies? Have you seen Rocky Horror? Yeah. I was just thinking, no, I just watched um, Little Shop of Horror. Little Shop of Horror. That horrors. movie is so dope. Yeah, it's good. Movie. I love Rick me Moranis. Good Rick Moranis movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with Rick that was Moranis. Um, I don't know if I've seen Little Shop. I think I, I think I have, because I, what am I, long story, I think I may have. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I may have, it. but. I'm all about it. One of the guys <laughs> in the, on the uh, Dorkening last night, the guy Pat. Uh, was telling me after we got off the show that he actually had a chance to talk to Tim Curry for a little bit, like really? podcast-related stuff. That's so sick. yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was like, "That's really cool." It's amazing. All right, back to 90, uh, 1990 horror. Great movie, no, Jacob's yeah, Ladder. Awesome movie. Awesome. Tim movie. Robbins. Insanely yeah, Tim Robbins. confusing. I have no idea. Weird. What it's about, very, very, very weird. PTSD. I feel yeah, like. yeah, no, pretty like much. It. They got did drugged. They remake them? Is that? They did is remake that what it. That is? They did remake it with um, what's his name. Did. It's a guy that's in yeah, it's uh, fucking Netflix, Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, is this the um, show? I forget his name. No, no, it was a movie. It's a movie, but it's a remake. It was remade. It was remade like in like the uh, Iraq and, and Afghanistan war timeline type thing. Like so, it had like that type of vibe to it. I forget who was in it, but they did do that. Uh, speaking of remakes, in 1990 there was a remake of Night of the Living Dead, which was made by Tom Savini and so stars Tony dope. Todd. Yeah, that's a good one. That's I good love one. that movie. Yeah, I haven't Super seen it in a very underrated. long time, yeah. but I mean, if you're going to remake Night of the Living Dead, kind of a pretty good uh, collection of characters to have with yeah. Tom Savini directing and doing the effects, obviously, and Tony Todd, Candyman himself, in we're, the uh, lead role. Yeah, we were talking about Eli Roth's American uh, uh, History of Horror yeah. on AMC. Um, yep. 
He has an interview with Tom Savini on that podcast. Yeah. And it is really, really good. Okay. I haven't listened that to that my one yet. favorite one that, out of everybody. That reminds me, you were talking about the Tarantino interview earlier. So I recently listened to uh, the Bill Hader one. Yeah. Really funny and yeah. really cool. I, I love Bill Hader. And I know you said the second great. it had a little bit too much comedic relief, but I thought he was probably the highlight of the movie. Uh, yeah. I loved I loved him in that. It's like stand up bit. It's funny. It's yeah. just funny listening to him on that podcast because he's so knowledgeable about horror. Like he was just talking about so many different movies. It was awesome. It's like an hour long, and yeah. it was great to listen to. So just another reason I love Bill Hader. Love Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Love him. Give me Barry. As I do see Barry. Body. Barry's uh, phenomenal. It's an HBO yeah, show with him. It's HBO show. It's really good. Yeah, check it out if you have it. If you oh have yeah, because you have HBO Max. Yeah. 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 Andrew. Barry. Yeah. What up? Nightbreed came out in 1990. Nightbreed's yeah. a phenomenal movie. Yeah. I know you love that movie, yeah. so that one came out it's in Clive 1990. Barker, right? Yeah. Clive yeah. Barker. It's so weird. It's in the But the serial killer, like, um, psychiatrist, that guy's so creepy. Yeah. In that movie. That's why I like it. It's got, like, so many different layers to it. Yeah. It's not just a monster movie. It's, it's a lot. There's yeah, a lot going I on. I haven't seen that one all the way through. For sure. Just watch it again. It's for sure. worth it. And it's always for free. Always for free. Couple of sequels that came out in 1990: Predator 2 with Danny awesome. Glover yeah, and uh, yeah. Gary Busey. Good movie. So, I love Gary. Very good movie. In, I'll watch it. Famous for at the very end when they get on the Predator ship, there's a xenomorph, uh, xenomorph skull on the wall in the trophy room for the uh, Predator ship. Pretty cool little Easter egg before Easter eggs were a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Psycho 4: The Beginning. Classic. Mm, I mean, <laughs> yeah, classic. <laughs> I, thought, I, 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 I had to say I, that Anthony Perkins is in all of them. Well, it's funny. Really? I, the really? only reason I included this one, I've never seen Psycho 4. We talked about his son, Osgood Perkins, directed that movie, The Black Coat Daughter, that we did last week. Oh, and if okay. you Google him, he's a fucking spitting image of Anthony and Perkins. It's Oz yeah, Perkins' brother did all the music. Yeah, yeah Elvis Perkins. Elvis, <laughs> which makes Elvis, yeah. what a name. For Osgood and Elvis Perkins. Those are pretty awesome names. Yeah. I have a kid named Osgood. Another movie that came out in 1990, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which we've is talked, also known as Creepshow 3. We've talked about that. Yeah, times. we've talked about Tales from the Dark Side. Awesome movie. I love that. Especially the third segment. Great mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, up and coming Christian Slater in that movie, among other people. Uh, Tremors, phenomenal movie. One of my favorite horror movies of the 90s. Tremors came out in 1990. Oh, of the I've 90s. seen Tremors. You have seen Tremors. Good movie. How Kevin about Bacon. that? How about that? Kevin and then Bacon. And, and Joe Dirt's dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Joe Dirt's dad. Yeah, that was really good. I, I like that movie. Tremors is phenomenal. Were we I love that do movie that so much. Okay. Oh, you're not it's a fan. A, I, it's just not phenomenal. Like, it's not a cheesy, corny. It's not that's okay. It's not shining, but in terms of B monster movies, I would love it. I love it with Sharknado. It's a oh, I don't know about that. These type of movies get a big five for me, five out of ten. Okay, so Tremors reminds me of a movie like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movie, where if it's on TV, I'm not turning it off. I love those fucking movies. They're cheesy. They're cheesy goodness. No, the tr- actually, uh, dude, I love I, I love I, the Mummy with Brendan Fraser. So I actually might agree with you on that. Sorry, go ahead. He just I don't know Brendan Fraser. I just can't take him seriously. Oh, he's not a real actor. They could have picked anybody <laughs> no, else. Other literally than not a real actor. actor. No, no. So that's why that he movie was in, is... like that movie Crash, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I thought he was in Crash. Emotep is oh, yeah, Crash. Yeah. Like, that movie's it's very good. I'm Brendan Fraser in the George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. I'm Brendan Monkey Bones. Journey to the Center of the Earth or whatever. Journey to the Center of the Earth. He's a terrible. So that's why I think the Mummy's so good is that they were able to overcome the fact that they had Brendan. Frazier in the lead role yeah, I love that and movie. still be a decent movie because Imhotep was a boss Imhotep yeah. he just always sounds like he can't believe that he's in actually like a real movie yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're like why am I acting yeah. Yeah. nobody wants me to do this Ugh. 
Yeah, he's terrible. And if there were ever if there were ever a movie to uh, <laughs> drop the mic on to end it is also coming out in 1990, Andrew. Troll 2. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember favorite, that? Your favorite clip. My ever. favorite clip of all time. My god, it's the most great yeah, worthy scene. That's so the worst fucking movie ever made. Yes. Like, oh, notably. So yeah. ridiculous. That's so, on HBO Max. So ridiculous. They just added a shit ton of movies. Maybe I'll have to go back. I and just watched the original. Maybe we should do Troll 2 on an episode. That might be a good episode. That'd be plenty of content. I just watched the original Amityville Horror. Oh, with, uh, with jo- uh, James Brolin? Yeah, dude. That nice. fucking rocks. That's a good movie. I even like the remake. With it's Ryan. amazing how similar her. She liked that too. It's okay. It's the remake with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Why didn't they use yes. Josh Brolin in the remake? Because they look exactly alike. No. Yeah, they kind of do. They could have. They could have. Son. And so they went. <laughs> no, I know, but they look identical. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was Wayne. I love Ryan Reynolds. He's he's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that was before yeah. that was before he was like a famous hot guy. Well, he's Reynolds. No, he had already been Van Wilder at that point, which was kind of like. His career defining oh, yeah. until Deadpool, at least. And wait, I think Waiting came up. Waiting oh, I forgot about yeah. Waiting. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. That was a good movie. Very accurate. Uh, yeah, that was 04. Yeah. yeah. All right. Deadpool. Anyway. Cool. All right, so can I spit some facts about Misery at you guys right quick? Spit it all over me. Let's spit. Let's do some spitting. So we talked about this a little, a little bit before, but, uh, you know, so Misery is directed by Rob Reiner. So there's some... Uh, there's some good talent behind the camera for this movie, and Stephen King actually wanted it that way. When uh, when he wrote Misery, and he was, uh, you know, giving out the movie rights to this book as he was often in the '80s, and uh, he actually he actually said that he wanted Rob Reiner specifically to direct this yeah. movie. He requested it when it was being done because he wanted somebody to actually go with what his vision of the book was, and he felt that Rob Reiner was the best person to do that. He had already done Stand By Me. Stand By Me at that point, yeah. So we had a good track record with Stephen King, which was, I I feel like that was definitely a big part of why this movie succeeded. Did he do The Green Mile? That was Frank Darabont. Okay. Who did The Walking Dead, (laughs) and uh, he wrote The Fly 2. Frank Darabont's done a bunch of stuff. And then most recently, he's been in a lawsuit against AMC over The Walking Dead for the last, like, 15 years. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because he directed all of the first season of The Walking Dead, and then apparently he was being, like, a tyrant on set, allegedly, according to AMC, and they basically fired him as the showrunner. So he is, like, suing them for, like, lost profits on the Walking Dead show over, like, wow. the subsequent years and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, that and Messy the other shit. two fucking side shows that came out yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The oh, whole yeah. Walking Dead universe, which I fucking hate. Oh, there's a piece of news, too. Apparently they're going to shoot the Rick Grimes Walking Dead movie within the next few months. Yeah, go away. Just, like, just get out of my face. I, I wasted enough time I've on the Walking watched. Dead. Honestly, it was really good at the beginning, and it's just like it's it's but, whatever. Like it's whatever. Rick allegedly died. Like how many seasons ago? Uh, like two or three at like, this point. And now you're gonna do a reboot with yeah. it? Like, it's just about him being a cop. Yeah. So Walking Dead like anything to do with the zombies? That, that, about him being a cop. Uh, that fucking it's like a detective <laughs> show. Ridiculous. That catches some guy that might be a zombie. That idiot Scott Gimple that runs the Walking Dead for AMC. I feel like he just does so much shit to just give the middle finger to people that are fans of the show. Like, he just fucking... Uh, they just fucked The Walking Dead up so much. I won't go out. It's not like a fanboy. I used to be. We both used to... We used to watch it religiously oh, yeah. live every fucking to, Sunday. So I used to make Walking Dead meat dinners on Sundays. <laughs> so I'd make, like... You don't have like to a, <laughs> No, I used to... It does, so it does sound like a, odd, but when she explains it, I promise it's not... Wings just or like make them look like zombies. Something, well, that's, something, something on a bone. bone so yeah. we'd, like, yeah. nod it while like, yeah. 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 We were hardcore for a few prime years. rib every night. Um, if I could afford it, I would have. Yeah. 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 
But uh, so Rob Reiner, back to Rob Reiner. So he, had, you know, is probably most famous acting wise for playing Meathead uh, on All in the Family, favorite TV show of all time. Of future guest, uh, my dad, Mike Senior, who will be on in a few weeks. My loves oh, yeah. loves All in the Family. Oh, yeah, my dad's psyched. He's ready to talk some horror. So we're gonna do the Strangers with him. He's a huge nice. fan. Uh, in yeah. a couple of weeks. So, um, but also he he's you know he went on to become a pretty prominent director. Obviously, he directed this movie. He directed This Is Spinal Tap. Stand by Me, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, and when he directed Misery, you know, Stand by Me isn't really a, a hardcore horror King adaptation or story, it's a phenomenal but story, it's a, it is an awesome story. But he had been mostly known for comedies at this point, so this yeah. was definitely something that was against type for Rob Reiner. Um, and he's also one of my, the favorite things of mine that he's in. He's awesome as Jordan Belfort's dad in The Wolf of Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, oh, I he's fucking funny. love him as that character. He's so funny. Him and, him and Jonah Hill's banter. Is yes, fantastic. they're always yeah. razzing each other. I, I love I love Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that movie but takes so much out. It's, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> relevant, too, right now. I know. Yeah, yeah very, very, very relevant. Yeah. Everything comes full I story. felt like Jordan Belfort this week. <laughs> yeah, you should have. I made $200. <laughs> 200 bucks? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Hey. Oh, it's $200 that you didn't have. So yeah, there, hey, every, every cent counts. Every yep. cent counts. And then, obviously, the most obvious of obvious statements, Misery is based on the novel by Stephen King. Uh, at this point, I, I think it's probably a good time to talk about some of the differences between Misery the book and Misery the movie, and obviously there's nobody better suited to do that than somebody who has read the book. So, Matt, I... Uh, I'm aware of one significant difference for probably the most famous scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, Her weapon of choice, but I'll let you get to that. But yeah, what else is different between the book and the movie? We'll get over that when we get to that part of the movie. Sweet. But like one of the main differences of the book is that it deals during... So it's pretty straightforward with like the way the, the movie is, how it just... He gets in an accident and then she finds him and like... So it goes into the backstory of her and, like, how she... There was a little more about that and, like, what she actually did. She was, like, poisoning babies and shit. It's just like, damn. It's insane. Like, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. so... Um, that part. And then, aside from his internal struggle of just not being able to fucking move, she he was addicted to the painkiller she was giving him. Uh. So he... There's also this aspect of him having to force himself to withdraw from these drugs so he can start saving them and, like, mm. not taking them because he's like, I can't keep taking right. these because then I'm going to be fucking stuck here forever. Yeah. So, um... That whole thing. But otherwise, it's pretty spot on. There is a part... Uh, Instead of, like, the sheriff coming in at the end, mm-hmm. he sends another deputy to go look, and she ends up killing that dude by running him over with a ride-on lawnmower. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Can I just say that that version sounds like it would have been a way better movie? Why didn't they do that? Like, not allowed to do that in movies? Probably I guess. I don't well, think they, they, they would have been allowed. Yeah, they were like, Rob Reiner probably changed that. Yeah. seems like he's, like, kind of, like, uh, uh, like I don't know. Yeah, but that's so much better. Softy. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. That, kind of yeah. that would have been a horror movie. But I, I will say... He was he's pretty knowledgeable about horror Rob Reiner cuz dude he was a contributor to Bravo's 100 scariest movie moments. He was in there talking about a lot of different yeah. shit. So he's he definitely is a fan. Well, he loved a lot yeah. of the classic stuff cuz he yeah. talked a lot about Dracula and like mm-hmm. the Wolfman. So he was definitely in like I think Village of the Damned he has a part. So he's he's kind of an old school guy. Yeah. But um yeah, so like those are like some of the big things. There's also chunks of where you're just reading what he's writing. Yeah. And so he's and it like the way it reads in the book, it's like, not like the It's like Misery's plot. Misery's actual story of like what yeah. what's happening to the character. Yeah. Okay. And so you're reading it and it's missing letters cuz his typewriter yeah. typewriter's broken. That's, that's awesome. I so that. I didn't I really I kind of like skimmed that part cuz it was nothing really important. I was right. so you know like to the story and like 
it kind of represented some of his like animosity because you can tell he's kind of like making yeah. the characters act out a bit. Yep. So that was kind of it, but I didn't really dive into that. It's just like it was like ten pages of just like fluff. Sure. Um, well, and there's, if there's one knock against Stephen King, and it's uh, it's one of his it's best fluff. attributes is that he he has a lot of fluff and he over details yeah. everything. That's why his books are so long. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, that was one of it. And then yeah, you get down to the the final like one of the final the battles. hobbling he the hobbling will, scene. He like chokes her to death mm-hmm. in the book with like a magazine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he like rolls it up and like shoves it down her throat. Oh my God. Damn, <laughs> when it's on fire. Damn. Well, in the, in the, that's in the, in the movie, movie yeah. it's on fire, yeah. Yeah. It's his own. But he like well, rolls it up and like, like See, that's aggressive. Cat was loving that part when we were watching it. She was like laughing out well, loud when he's trying to shove the on fire like right? manuscript down her throat. <laughs> it it is pretty the, funny yeah. like watching it. Sarah was like, dude, he just like smoked her in the head with a typewriter. Her head would have like caved out. Yeah, yeah. For sure. She got right up. Those things weigh like 40 pounds. Oh, yeah. That would be a that would be a death blow. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I when we watched it today, I feel like I laughed more I was like nervous. Her character's like, like it, it it's just, just her character though. I feel like you can't help but laugh sometimes because she's so she's ridiculous. She's outrageous. Yeah. yeah, like just totally off. I'm just sitting there and she's just like her expression on her face. I'm just like, oh my god, this yeah. is ridiculous. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have a good, good old battle fight. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I don't think he like does anything else after that. Well, I, I was gonna that's say the final blow. The one, the he one, might, that, he, yeah, he the, might stab her. The one, the one that I knew of was the. Um, so the hobbling scene in the movie, obviously, yeah. she uses a sledgehammer and that really? piece of wood to knock his to break his feet. That has to be like top five, yeah. like so biggest, nice. like Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Well, they show the first foot being broken, and it's gross. It's yeah. it's, and it's then they don't show the second one. But so apparently, in the book, he uses an axe. He doesn't use a sledgehammer. And yeah, he actually she cuts sh- his shot, cuts his, cuts his feet, and off, she gets right? the axe stuck because it like wedges it into his yeah. bone so oh tightly. Yeah, and it goes into detail about like the squeaking noise it made as she like Yikes. tried to like pry it loose. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Well, I'm yeah, sure. Dude, I'm sure that's intense. probably that's, that's probably yeah. pretty realistic because you know, obviously, in movies, when somebody swings an axe, just one clean cut, but that probably does not well, happen. Yeah, right and you away, know, it's you know? like yeah, it's just like I don't even know, like, and yeah. just like this big lady like swinging it down. She's yeah, it's like, not some strong doing, person. Like, yeah, like, it's just like, like a lumberjack. Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes. Especially with all. Oh, I was gonna say we just watched what was it? Thirty days a night. And yes. Oh, when he, when he cuts oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, Josh Hartnett needed like three axe swings <laughs> to cut someone's head off. And, the and it was so <laughs> gross. You're like, oh, you doll ass axe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Sharpen that son of a bitch. Oh, Jesus Christ. But a brutal way to kill somebody. So obviously. I think that's actually why, like, yeah, that's one of the things is like, it's just dull as shit. Yeah, but that yeah, that's sense. a tough part of the book. <laughs> Damn. So yeah, he loses a foot. Sounds like it. Yeah. I can I can right picture him going into you know graphic detail there for sure. I'm sure that but, person would have died though. Well, yeah, she cuts it off and like cauterizes it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Makes, like yeah, <laughs> even better. <laughs> Fun. She takes a big yeah. out of the fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. So obviously, yeah, uh, like a fire poker. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. The book, the movie called Misery. Definitely a obviously. title that uh, has some dual meaning, right? So obviously there's the there's the superficial one where Misery is the actual character of the story in Paul Sheldon's books, Misery Chastain. But it also alludes to Stephen King's sense of mind, uh, you know, his mindset, if you will, while he was writing this book for a number of different reasons. 
So initially, uh, this book was going to be published as uh, under one of Stephen King's pseudonyms, uh, Richard Bachman, which he had written a couple of uh, of books under. The Long Walk, <laughs> yeah. I know, was one of them. Rage. Rage. And then uh, Running Man. Uh, Running Man. Yep. But uh, apparently right before this book came out, people uncovered who Richard Bachman actually was. So his cover was essentially blown. Um, and, you know, King, as he often does, mentioned this before, but he based this book and, you know, the protagonist to a certain extent on himself. Specifically, the reaction that happened after King wrote a 1984 book called The Eye of the Dragon. So this was before... The Dark Tower books were famous, um, but The Eye of the Dragon was this epic fantasy story that was very different from anything that Stephen King had written before at that point. Very small, uh, no horror elements at all. Yeah, it's almost like a kid's book. Yeah. Like a fairy tale. Yes, perfect, perfect example. So his fans were so outraged by this because they wanted more of his horrific Stephen King horror stories. Uh, so essentially, misery and the character of Annie Wilkes are metaphors for King's perception of being di- of being tied to the horror genre as an author. Because in the movie, obviously, you know, Paul Sheldon at the beginning, he's saying, I want to be done with misery. I want to write other shit. Yeah. I don't want to write about this character anymore. I want to do something different. That yeah, was You see, like, the look on his face when she makes him burn his fucking Yeah, he's like, fuck, too. i got to write oh, this again. That like, part's so good. Fuck? Well, the fact when she's, like, telling him you need to do it and she just... Splashing yeah. the kerosene mm-hmm. over his bed, like yeah, you well, better dude, light this on fire. When she or first light you like, on fire, when I watched it again today, I've seen this movie so many times, and like re- reading the book, like I know everything front to back, so I kind of watched it just for more like his reactions to stuff to just yeah. kind of see like, and it's she's sitting there talking about misery, and she gets all fired up, and like I think she's feeding him like pie, and she like <laughs> drops it on his bed, and you just oh, see the yeah. look on his face, and he's like, this is not good like this lady's fucked up like and that's when he knows like it flips and he's like i'm in a so yeah i'm in such a dangerous position right now yeah that's a good point because so (laughs) kathy bates kind of steals the show here because of her role yeah but james Conn does a good job like playing that non like very against his type too because he's very loud and he can only very reserved like he's in in bed most of the time just kind of reacting to what's happening around him and he's just very you can see it on his face, like you said. Like slowly, he's just like, "Oh my god, I am yeah. so fucked. Yeah. I am so and he, like, fucked." You tell he like he just goes along with her game and yeah. everything, dude. And he tries so hard. And yeah. It's like I don't know. Yeah. There's certain movies like that where you just see these people like, and they're nailing it. They're trying so hard and they're trying to get stuff done, and then the end happens, yeah. and you're like, "Damn!" It's like yeah. Dawn of the Dead. They're just like all fucking die. Yep. Like, Shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. More on a little bit of Stephen King's mindset about when he actually wrote this book. So we talked about this a little bit before, but Stephen King has been very open with and uh, he had very public struggles with alcohol and drug abuse earlier in his career, uh, specifically in the 80s. You know, The Shining, he said numerous times, is, is a, uh, a book about about alcoholism. Dr. Sleep, which he wrote as a sober guy, was mm-hmm. about recovery. He yeah. said same theme very with both the movies. Yeah, awesome, awesome <laughs> stuff. Um, but he wrote Misery right when he was in the thick of all this stuff. Lots of drugs, lots of booze. So he actually has been on record saying that uh, that Annie Wilkes is a metaphor for his addiction to drugs. This is a direct quote from Stephen King. Take the psychotic nurse in Misery, obviously Annie Wilkes, which I wrote when I was having such a tough time with dope. 
I knew what I was writing about. There was never any question. Annie was my drug problem, and she was my number one fan. God, she never wanted to leave. So the book, movie, bought a lot of different things, which, you know, Stephen King has kind of mentioned before. So pretty cool stuff, just that it's about other things other than just this psychotic woman that's, you know, ruining this her favorite author's yeah. life, right? So... Uh, obviously, the film was well-received by critics, and I would say probably one of the best, not only received by critics, but one of the one of the best Stephen King movie adaptations, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say. It's, it's yeah. right up there with Carrie and The Shining. Uh, let's, yeah. I would say, like, what would you consider to be a better King adaptation than this? Obviously, The Shining is one of them. I love Brian De Palma's Carrie. Carrie's awesome. Yeah. Shawshank. Shawshank is great. Yeah, I love the mist. I love the mist. Um, I really like Storm of the Century. Storm of the Century, correctly wrote that screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, this this one's right up there with with those movies. Cooch, yeah, Cujo's awesome. Pet Cemetery's not a great. I Um, always love Pet Cemetery. Don't don't snooze on Doctor Sleep either. Doctor Sleep is. I snooze on Doctor Sleep. That's such a terrible opinion. That book is insane. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard. So actually, I haven't read that, which I'm I'm ashamed to say. Super tight. But I'm I. Love, love, love the movie. Love it, love it. We talked about it a lot. Way better. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and obviously yeah. the book. The book doesn't. Way the book doesn't have all of the overlook elements that the movie did because of the way the first, like the, the, the Shining, actually ended. Because you yeah, know, and it obviously you know it's in, burned in, down. It's yeah, gone. it's burned down. Yeah. It's gone. So not, none of that is in there. But um, they yeah, are in that uh, location, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I gotta get around to reading Doctor Sleep. It's dope, dude. It starts off like first like ten pages. You're like, I'm scared. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's like I remember reading because I finished Dead Zone and I went right into that because the movie was coming out. Yeah. So I was like, I need to fucking read this. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, damn, this isn't. I was like yeah. midnight and I was like, oh, this is creepy shit. It starts <laughs> off with a lady in the tub from The Shining. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, that's I, a big. That's a big theme of the book. Kind of want to read it now, yeah. even though I have like four other books that I want to read that I have, and I have this problem where I buy more books before I finish all the ones that I have. Yeah, I'm gonna read these ones first. I'm gonna read these ones first. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, obviously, Misery. We were just talking about you know how, how well it received by critics. Uh, Kathy Bates went on to win the Academy Award for Best Actress. She also won the uh, Golden Globe for Best Actress as well for her wow. performance. Uh, and right. actually. Uh, as part of her acceptance speech for her Academy Award, she said, and I quote, I would like to thank Jimmy Kahn, and I apologize for the ankles. So, you know, finally for something <laughs> to uh, remind myself how much I hate COVID and how much I miss traveling. Uh, so Kathy Bates, the dress that she wore in misery is on display, fun fact, at the Planet Hollywood in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Which Pretty dress? Cool. The one with the ruffles on the... The one, yeah, one of her one of her dresses for Misery is on display cool. at Planet Hollywood. Did you know that there's a Kathy Beach. Bates Drive in Falmouth? I did not really? know that. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to a uh, wedding in October for my cousin, and I don't know if it's in North Carolina or South Carolina. So Same difference. South Carolina, and we're near Myrtle Beach, I might have to go check out that Planet Hollywood. Well, uh, dude, North I love Myrtle Beach. South Myrtle, so it's... Oh South, really? I said South Bertle. South, South Bertle. South. Oh, there's, well, two ti- there's two. There's yeah. two ends of Myrtle. Oh, when I'll, I'll, I'll figure that all out. <laughs> if yeah. I'm able to get, snap a cool. Either way, you'll be in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love Myrtle Beach so much. All right, cool. You guys ready to get into some categories? Oh yeah. Yes. Awesome. All right, so before we get into categories, just a reminder that today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin, and at the time it was groundbreaking. Combination of uh, invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. 
From the very beginning, Clarks has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clarks apart. We are teaming up with Clarks and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off on select items, including the iconic Clarks Desert Boot, by going to podgo.co slash Clarks. That's podgo.co slash Clarks. Go on there and buy yourself some Clarks, folks. Support America's Hometown Horror. You'll thank us later. I love my Clarks. Mike Clark's a great guy. Yeah, Mike Clark. <laughs> Mike Clark. Mike Clark. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Like, very good. Very good. All right, and we're into categories. We're in the home stretch here, folks. We can see the finish line. I would ask first to all of you guys, did you find Misery to be a scary movie? Matt, I'll start with you. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It'd be wicked shitty to have happen to you. Yeah. Wicked but like it's shitty. not I'm not like losing sleep over it. I don't okay. I don't watch that movie and then immediately like worry that that'll Yeah. Happen. Next time I write a book and have my own lodge on the top of a mountain and a nice Mustang there's and there's a blizzard. Yeah. And there's people that want to give me money yeah. for this, then I'll be worried. Yeah. That's never gonna happen to me. Fair enough. Kat, what about you? I would say the first like hour is not horror, really. It's kind of setting yourself up for horror. Right. And then it's not something that could happen every day. That you couldn't really, like, have a genuine Very fear minimal. for it. But, <laughs> but you know, like, in, you'd, you'd hate to be in that situation. Oh, like, the it would worst. Be, it would be the, uh, the worst situation ever. So that's kind of scary, in a sense. But most of the movie is not horror. I'd say, like... It's suspenseful. Like, like Seventy percent of it is not horror, and I'd say like thirty yeah. percent is like horror. I agree. I that agree. would be my <laughs> very suspenseful, very su- suspenseful my scale of and horror. I, I agree. I agree with you guys. Like I, I'm not waking up in a cold sweat in the middle no. of the night, afraid that Kathy Bates is going to uh, tie me to a bed and no. break my legs. That in and of itself is horrifying. terrifying. Yes, Kathy um, Bates trying to kill you. Is but terrifying. obviously, yeah. if you're in that type of situation, it's a scary situation. Yes, so. you did right. something wrong. Cool. Favorite scene. That's our next one. Matt, did you have a favorite scene in this movie? Yeah, dude. It's when he's zipping around in the wheelchair and the thing, and he fucks up and drops the penguin. Yep. And then he's got to get back in, and she's coming into the house, and he's got to lock the door with the bobby pin. Yeah, that's great. It's the best, uh, that's the best part of the whole movie. I thought so, it's too. The, it's like the the like what sets up everything. Like yeah. That's where it all goes to shit. <laughs> I, I actually had that as mine, too. Obviously, there's that one scene, the hobbling scene, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> it, sucks we, we, it sucks to watch. <laughs> but I, like I mentioned before, it is a good way of doing some exposition and learning a little bit a little bit more about Annie Wilkes yeah. without having to do flashbacks. And he, you can see it on James Conn's face when he's wheeling himself around looking at all this shit. He just kind of realizes more and more yeah, and more I'm so fucked. Yeah, how, how in deep shit he is and basically how... How crazy Annie Wilkes is! Just the frantic, like getting his—he's just so like. Yeah, he has such a good strategy. He's nailing everything. Like yeah. you know, he makes it happen. He's got the fucking lie when she comes in. Yep, ready to go. Yeah, he so. had it well thought out. He just, you know, she just she he was just a step ahead feet, of him. Though. She was a step you know ahead I mean? of him. Yeah. Um, I was wondering too. So you mentioned in the book he is having withdrawal symptoms yeah. from the medicine that he was taking, the painkillers. So I'm, I'm wondering if when he was hiding his pills in the mattress in this, if that was, like, the the movie's version of that, or if he was just, like, if, or if she he thought she was giving him something to, like, keep him well, incapacitated. he wasn't giving or, like, him enough. So when he was first breaking out, it was to get more pills. I see. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, so so he could drug her. No, he, he, drug, he right, needed right, the right, pills right. because he, he couldn't I got you. Okay, all right, so, yeah. yeah, that's my mistake. I, yeah. uh, now, I re- now I see. And that then makes he, sense. like, yeah, once he realizes that he needs yes. to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. yeah. Like, and his legs were better. Yeah. yeah so 
I also loved when, uh, you know, after she's broken both of his feet and he's just kind of sitting there in his wheelchair looking out the window and she comes home from doing something and she uh, she waves at him and he gives yeah, her the finger and, and she says, you're such a kidder. She's yeah. like, she's got, she's got misery, the pig outside, like running around next to her. That made me laugh out loud. That but it's just funny. like, she's so fucking crazy. She's an insane yeah. person. Just absolute lunatic. Catherine, what about you? Did you have a favorite scene in this movie? Um, Anything that stuck out to you? I mean, I I would have said the stereotypical uh, hobble hobble scene. Yeah, the, hop, the, the hobble. The Yep. The one where they she breaks, like, his, breaks feet. his feet. Yeah. Which is just yeah, like you can't get out of your head after yeah. you watch yeah, you it. You never like, like come back from that kind of. <laughs> no, thing. once you've seen it, you're like, okay, well, yep, I've seen that now, and now I can't unsee that. So yeah, gross. Are fucked forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I actually I, I I respect you saying it because it's the most iconic scene in the movie probably, but. Oh, I hate watching that to go off oh, what yeah. you were saying. It's oh, it's so awful. gross. I even like you were out in the kitchen finishing up the cookies when we were watching it, and I was remember I was like, I was like, pay attention to this part, and yeah. we're sitting there. I was just like on the couch. I was like, ooh, you just like, got to think of it though. It's like that's bones, that's ligaments, everything. Yeah. Dude, that's the whole Fun. thing is disconnected. Dude, so. he got off pretty pretty oh. well at the end when yeah. he. It just shows him eighteen months later. He's just got a cane. He's like a slight slight limp. Well, that's probably that's the best I case said. scenario. Yeah, for yeah you can like, lose like both your feet. Yeah, like that. I was like, how how is he even walking? How the only, probably the only reason was because. She was a nurse, and she put him in casts. That's probably the yeah, only like reason his, why. Le- his injuries but, alone from the car accident are, like, people get their legs amputated. Yeah. Because they're just yeah. infected and fucked yeah. up. But yeah. I feel like you don't really trust her, so you don't know if she well, actually first, did you, like, what, like, you have she to, needed like, to do. Well, and yeah. the, only, the only reason he knew that he she was keeping him alive was to finish that story. That's the only reason she was yeah. keeping. So she wasn't going to kill him before he finished writing the next the next book. Right. So that was the only only reason she had an interest in keeping him alive, because she was his number one fan. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. crazy so stuff. So Andrew, what about you? My favorite scene is when he's talking with Annie, and that's when he finally realizes that she has been stalking him. Is when. She's right explaining to him at the yeah. beginning when she's like, I used to sit outside your lodge window. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's a good thing I was following you. I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up. Dead. That's fucked. Like when he first realizes yeah, this thing, he's like, yeah. oh, my legs don't work. Fuck. That was the creepiest part of that whole movie. Cause she said it as if like, it was like up to that point, you would just thought that she was a good Samaritan that found him and saved him. Right. Then he realized. Well, there's a reason why she had a fucking crowbar to open up the door because she knew that this was going to happen because she was following him down the mountain the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Like, why was she there? That's what you wondered. How, yeah, she's so big and that? strong. Yeah, yeah. she just throws, dude, him, throws over him over his shoulder. Yeah. Like, yeah. James Conn oh. would not have gotten on, out of a fight with her. Yeah. Oh, no, not Especially at all. Especially with broken legs. Not at all. Never yeah. going to happen. Like, okay. That was, oh. That is a good I scene. Like, I'm, actually, I forgot about that, so I'm yeah, glad you brought it up. That was good. those little, like, that's what I was saying earlier, like, the little, like, things you see where he realizes, like, Okay, like that's a weird thing to say. Like it was yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah, so that's what? Like, what? Like, yeah. I, I mean, was standing outside your yeah. window. I was watching you the whole it's a good time. Thing. I guess I should say I was following you. I was yeah, getting yeah. ready to get I'm you your to... bottle of Dom Perignon. <laughs> yeah, Dom Perignon. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, Dom Perignon." Yeah, so good. Jesus Christ. All right, let's talk casting for this movie. Here's some interesting shit for you guys. All right, so all you right. may or may not have seen this yet. I have no beefs with anybody in the cast. I'm just going to give you some people that were almost cast in this movie. Okay. okay. Here is the list of people that turned down the role of Paul Sheldon, James Kahn's character. William Hurt, two times. Kevin Klein, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, 
Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfuss, the whole, the whole cast Gene of the Hackman, a lot of Jack Nicholson, who specifically requested not to be in this movie because he had already been in wow. The Shining, did not want to be typecast as Stephen King actor, and Robert Redford all wow. turned down that, that role. After you seeing that, I would have loved if Gene Hackman had played that role. Hackman would have been good. Hackman would have been uh, great. I, I think Hackman. Dustin Hoffman would have been great. I could see that. Dustin Hoffman say that he has that, that same yeah. kind of like seriousness, but yeah. also can be like a yeah. smartass. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I mean. Dustin Hoffman is also in a couple of other. Uh, maybe De Niro. Maybe no. De Niro. I don't know. Dreyfus, actually, Richard Dreyfus, maybe. I could see Richard Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Yeah, same type. Yeah. I, I know who he is. you got to refresh me. Oh, what about Hooper Bob? From Jaws. Yes, yes. Yeah. I couldn't put the face Hooper! in. Hooper! Yeah. Quit playing with yourself and get over Dr. here. Leo Martin. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Love that movie. Mr. That Mr. Holland's Opus. He already kind of played, like, his character in Jaws is already kind of, like, has this, like, oh, shit, why me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, interesting stuff there. But, uh, cool. so, Annie Wilkes was actually... Uh, Excuse me, not Annie Wilkes. Kathy Bates was actually handpicked by uh, William Goldman, who wrote the screenplay for the movie. But the role prior to that uh, had been offered to Jessica Lang, Angelica Houston, Bette Midler, and Barbara Streisand. Ooh, that would have been <laughs> Imagine if it was Barbara Streisand and Dustin Hoffman, and they got to reunite to make Meet the Fockers. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been like Bette Midler in that Barbara movie. Barbara Streisand would have been so much scarier. I'm just, I'm just yeah. picturing, I'm picturing <laughs> Robin Williams and like Mrs. Doubtfire doing his Barbara Streisand impression. Could they do this as a musical? Yeah. Like Barbara Streisand and Dustin Hoffman. I feel like they may be able Life's to pull it off. Life's candy and the sun's a bowl of butter. <laughs> Oh my god, it would be so fucking Mecca weird. Streisand from South Park. She yeah. just turns into yeah. that at the end when he tries to fight her. Oh or Bette Midler. Oh, Bette Midler! Bette Midler! Oh, we are out of here! Which one? And it's from Seinfeld, folks. From Seinfeld. From Seinfeld. What was she? She was Morticia Adams. Morticia Adams. Yes. She was in a bunch of shit. She was in Royal Tenenbaums, which is good. Danny Houston's sister, who played the lead vampire in 30 Days a Night. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Also, I think uh, the, the aunt. No God guy. Yes. Yeah. I think also she's also the of aunt of uh, Jack Houston, who played Richard Harrow in Boardwalk Empire. She was also, in, she was also in a Tim Burton movie. Mm. Yeah, probably Tim Burton, Tim Burton, Tim Burton, Angelica Houston. Um, I I don't know, but she probably sounds 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 right. sounds right. Sounds yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm I'm, I'm here for it. I'll do it. Um, oh, okay, so good time to bring this up. We kind of talked about it a little bit already, but if there's anything else you guys have thoughts on on this, obviously now's the time. Um, we've all seen Castle Rock to a certain extent, and I was just going to say, you know, we talked about Lizzie Kaplan as Annie Wilkes. Anything else on Lizzie Kaplan? Like, what did you think about Annie Wilkes as a character in that show? Uh, I only watched a few episodes, but I watched enough to kind of get her grasp. And, yeah, it was the same thing. Like, she had that like, goofy, small-town person yeah. thing going on, with, where she doesn't swear. Yeah. and But you also can see that she's taking medication. She's taking lithium. Yeah. And and it's, yeah, it's so, weird that she... Yeah. It's interesting, not weird, interesting that in the TV show, she was the one with the drug problem. Yeah, Because she, she was kid? like... Yeah, she had, she had the daughter. Yeah. Yep. So I think the they go? did an interesting way of tying in that to Salem's Lot, essentially. Yeah. It's interesting. I wish they had done more with Salem's Lot, because as soon as I saw the Barlow House... Uh, the Marlowe House. I always forget which one it is. Barlow. But Barlow. Barlow. Uh, Mar- what? Barlow. B. Okay. Oh, Barlow. Right. I would take. Um, I was like, ah, oh, oh, Salem's it's Lot, and then Patrick they Marlow. they didn't do <laughs> Father Callahan. They didn't do Kurt Barlow. They didn't do any of that stuff. So I was like, oh fuck! I wish they had. And the Toby Hooper one. 
Oh no! In the Toby Hooper one, but I was in Castle Rock when they did oh, like, the Salem's Lot tie, oh, and they didn't I really, they didn't really do too much with it. I was like, wait, um, wait, what? Yeah, but I, I also I, I thought I thought Annie Wilkes' <laughs> character in that was good. She was she was the best part of that season. Yeah, Tim Robbins was actually pretty good as um, yeah. I forget his character's name, but he was like the mob boss type guy that was in a bunch of Stephen King shit. See, I just couldn't fucking follow what the fuck was going on. Yeah, it was, it was just it was very confusing. Yeah. Season I season with that. I guess uh, I don't actually I don't even know. I was gonna say season one was better, but I don't think it was actually. No. I don't know. Even that one, I'm like, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, talk about it. We I, we we talked yeah. about this when the news broke that Castle Rock had been canceled. But talk about a show with just some wasted potential. I feel like they yeah. could have done so much more with it. Than it was they cash did. grab. It's, yeah, it was literally yeah. a cash grab. They, they were just like, going hey, after big like, names. Hey, oh, like, hey, you know, Stephen King's popular. Stephen King's popular, and the Avengers are popular right now. Let's do the Avengers, but with Stephen. King. They just like, yeah. somebody was like, a bunch okay, of shows yeah. together and said, like, here, yeah, there's your the TV series. Like, I'm matter. just gonna yeah. Yeah. mix all the books yeah. together and just yeah. throw them in a yeah. pot. And just I mean, if you're if you're a Stephen King fan and you have Hulu, you can watch Castle Rock for free. Well, not yeah. free. You're paying for the subscription, but you can watch it. I mean, give it a shot and see what you think. But I don't know. Sure, Lizzie Kaplan as Annie Wilkes was good. It's not. It's not a bad show. It's okay. It just it could have been so much better. Matt, was there anything in this movie, any nitpicks, anything that bugged you, anything that was like a something that bothered you about it? I can't think of anything personally. Like as opposed to reading the book or just like watching the movie itself? Just watching it and being like, oh, that, that's like a, I don't know why that character made that leap or like, oh, that was a questionable like writing decision or whatever, like that type of thing. Um, not really. I mean, like the story all kind of plays out pretty, pretty legit. Like, there's not really... I mean, I hate the part when the share the old guy goes down in the snow, and it's like, if you walked fucking three more steps, then you would right. saw his car. But yeah. That part, it's always know, bugging out. But it's like, then you have... Then the movie ends. Yeah. <laughs> then he's like, fuck. Well, I can yeah. actually sympathize with him, though, because he's getting bitched at he's by his, his wife dude. there, and, like... It, actually, the, di- the, the dynamic between... The, uh, the deputy and his wife, who's also like his partner nice. or whatever, comic pretty relief. funny. Yeah, comic relief. Like she puts his hand on his thigh, like in the car when they're driving around. He's like, "Need I remind you that while you're in this car, you are my deputy and not my wife?" Like yeah. pretty, right, pretty yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> but, like, see, that's the kind of comic relief that a horror movie needs. Is it's little fucking tiny things like that. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need you don't need every other scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can I can I can agree with you there. Yeah, but I did I did notice that. I'm like, oh, look at their adorable old lady banter. All right, so we usually uh, talk about what the best death in the movie was. Really, it was only one, well, right? she shoots the fucking sheriff, too. Yeah, the oh, sheriff, yeah, right? That's oh, and, oh no and one Andy. Lo- that's and no Andy. one's favorite death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that one. That's yeah. the one that you're, you're rooting for uh, for Paul to get out of there. So, I mean, it kind of has to be Annie by default. That's the, probably the best feel-good moment of the movie from the yeah. audience's point of view, I would think. Um, all right, so this is really only a couple choices, so we'll just keep moving here. But... Um, we always talk about haunted attractions and if a particular movie would make a good haunted attraction. And while I think that Misery probably would not, based on the style of this movie is, eh, I think a Stephen King mashup haunted house would be a hell of a thing to see live. Mm-hmm. Now, hear me out here. So you could do a compilation house. You could have a scene from Misery, a scene from Salem's Lot, a scene from Cujo. Seen from Silver Bullet with a werewolf, or Cycle of the Werewolf, whatever you want to call it, if it's based on the books or the movies. You could have a scene from The Mist, etc., etc., throughout one haunted house. Now, I would love to 
claim that I've made this idea up myself, but it's actually been tossed out there before, and unfortunately, we probably will never see this happen. Stephen King has admitted on several occasions that he's not a huge fan of haunted attractions and or theme park attractions, which is pretty funny because he's been approached about them a lot. Yeah. And there were actually plans in place at times, not plans in place, but there were concepts drawn up for two separate Stephen King theme park attractions in the late 80s and early 90s. Shining's got to be one of them. Uh, so basically, here's what they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, the hedge maze. Yeah. So when Disney opened MG, Disney MGM Studios in the late 80s, before they built the Tower of Terror, which was based in the Twilight Zone, the initial idea for that was a drop ride in a haunted hotel based on Stephen King's stories. Stephen King ultimately rejected the idea. So he didn't do Disney. Universal went to Stephen King after Disney rejected him and said, hey, we'd like to do a dark ride based on all of your stories with various characters. And uh, Stephen King ended up declining that as well. And that ride concept actually ended up turning into the Men in Black ride at Universal Studios in Florida. So there have been several ideas out there for Stephen King-based attractions, haunts, etc. Yes, that's the one where you're shooting at all the aliens. That's fun. So I don't think you would have been shooting at anything in this. It would have it would have basically had different ideas, but it had been pitched before, and Stephen King's just not a fan. So this is, you know, I feel like you could do something pretty cool with a lot of his characters. It's just unfortunate that he's, you know, he he's, he's just not like a cello kind of guy. He, uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, he gave the rights to so many crappy movies I would think maybe if someone was going to do this he might say okay you know what? let's give it a shot yeah. what the fuck else you know I mean hey I told somebody that I should direct Maximum Overdrive while I was doing a bunch of cocaine and it ended up working out so I don't know yeah I was the only one he directed himself yep that is correct it's got a good cult following it does it does you it's ever watched it I have I have it's like one of those so bad it's good movies you read Trucks right and yes. Night Shift yeah. yep yeah I've read that it's um, insane. insane. It's it crazy. Of all those crazy. stories, I remember reading that one, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The only, like, I couldn't tell if I didn't know what was happening or not. The only Stephen King short story that I've read more ridiculous than that was The Mangler. You read The Mangler oh, yeah. about That's the killer washing machine? Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. And then they did the, the, the movie with Robert Press. England. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so fucking weird. That one has... I liked a few of the stories in that, though. Yeah, the, the book the book. That's why I want to watch good. Killer Sofa, because I feel like that's probably... You watch, cool. like, The Evil Bong? No. Oh, my <laughs> God, no. Really? That sounds amazing, though. That's I would yeah, you, you've been... Man, you've been honestly, <laughs> that movie's sick. That's a horror movie. A horror movie should be a piece of furniture or some the evil microphone just yeah. eats yeah. Mike's face. You, you have been lobbying for Killer Sofa for quite a while, so maybe walk, maybe we, we can, to do watch it. We can do it. I'm not going to watch it. You ever see that movie Rubber, where it's just about the tire? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Actually, I would have remembered you that. You name a random object, dude. There's a horror movie Rubber. about it. Table. Candle. <laughs> Table. Empty beer. Candle in the wind. Yeah. All right, real quick, because we're up against it time-wise here. MVP of the movie. I know who my answer is. It's a I mean, it's kind of Annie Wilkes, and there's no other option. But uh, with that being said, I feel like, like I mentioned before, James Conn kind of does a great job playing the role of Paul in a subtle way and trying to reason with Andy to keep himself alive and save his ass. So, I don't know. Matt, who is your MVP of misery? Oh, yeah, I like James Conn. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, he fucking made, he easily could have just died. Nope. <laughs> yeah, just given up. up. Yeah. Never gave up. Okay. Yeah, he, he made it happen. He got out of there. Okay. He lived. Gato, yeah. what about you? Um, I'll say, I say, yeah, I say, I say, um, <laughs> the sheriff, because he kind of put it all together, 
at the end. He did, but he got shot. What was that he guy? Did, he he did. Was, what was he I mean, in, though? He, that guy looked he, so familiar. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, where else is he from? Oh. I can't remember. I was like, and but it's he's, such he's in lame something else shit. that it's some... I'll look it up, though. But, yeah, I thought, honestly, I mean, he had a hunch from the beginning. He's like, this isn't, this didn't happen like this. Like, this didn't really happen. Like, and he kept looking, and he finally figured it out, and was like, figured it out to the point where he was reading the books, and then picked up on a quote that she said out of a newspaper article, and then you were just like, that is Whoa, pretty good. Pretty good like, police work for this, you know, country bumpkin. It was bumpkin. a very like random deep yeah. cut line too. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Like, it was like even watching it. I'm like, when the fuck did he even like figure that out? Yeah. Right. Like that <laughs> takes a lot. Like so, why did he single that line out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Off the board with the deputy. I like it. Yeah. I Thanks. like it. Andrew, what about you to bring it home, my friend? MVP. Misery the pig. Misery the pig. <laughs> nice. Oink, oink, baby. Would have. So she would have been MVP had they went in a different direction with this movie. So, like, remember in Hannibal when oh. uh, Cordell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pigs. Feeding him to the pigs. Hannibal. Yep. Hannibal to the pigs. If Misery had done that, if uh, Annie Wilkes had fed. James Conn to <laughs> Misery the Pig. Yeah. So good. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I, I saw the pig, and I was like, is she going to feed him to this pig? She oh, probably oh, is going to so feed him to she this pig. But obviously she doesn't do that. But okay, Misery the Pig. I like it. Damn, I'm a that would have been such a whole new caliber of <laughs> I know. intense. Oh, yeah. wicked, so, yeah. Oh, there. Great. All right, guys. Any final thoughts on Misery? Or anything at all, really? Uh, Great story. Uh, one of his best books, one of the best movies that were adapted from his work. Rob Reiner's, I think it's got to be one of his like top popular movies that he's made. Yeah, um, I think so too. Obviously, Kathy Bates won the Oscar, so you can't get better than that. James Conn, everyone did. It was, yeah. it's It hits all the fucking nails on the head. So. Well said. Yeah. Catherine, any final yeah, thoughts? I agree with that. Okay. Okay, <laughs> let's just skip it. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. You, no, but you agreed. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Final thoughts. Like... <laughs> See, now I feel pressure because you just said nothing. So what? Now I have to say something. <laughs> you don't have to say anything if well, you don't have anything else to say. It's okay. That's what I'm saying. I you can just say, I've said that. all I need to say. I say, I say, I say. <laughs> yeah, this movie rocks. This movie is awesome. Yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, it's just awesome. I, I hadn't seen it in a long time before today, and just rewatching it, I was like, yeah, this movie's like fucking really, really, really fucking good. So. Yeah. That's my endorsement. Really, really, really fucking good. It's that's good what I would rewatch say. value. It does. Like you can every time you watch it, you're not like you don't watch for like a half hour and you're like, yeah, never mind. Yeah. It's appropriate for the season. It is very it's snowy. The thing is <laughs> another good one. Also, dude, you know Paul Sheldon, what are you doing flying around in a Mustang on a snowy highway? I meant to bring it up. How did he what, not drink crash? a bottle of fucking champagne? Yeah. Yeah. How did he yeah. not yeah. crash yeah. earlier? Yeah. Like the whole scene, so I'm like, he should be hydroplaning off into the woods. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, gone off. That yeah, he was Dom probably Perignon, buzzed off that dude. unfiltered lucky yeah, strike and that Perignon. bottle of Dom Perignon that yeah. he was drinking. He's probably like, "Fuck <laughs> this shit!" Not driving Noir. around. Yeah, peanut Noir. Peanut Noir. Yeah, dude, he's got a fucking stranglehold by Ted right. Nugent on. He's ready to rip <laughs> the fuck out of that place. <laughs> Let's go! I wrote my book. Yeah. Misery's done, baby. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I think I think that's it for tonight. I think that's all we got on misery. We uh, we we went a little uh, we went a little long tonight, but this has been great. So uh, I want to say thank you very much to Matt for hopping on again. You thank are you. Oh, welcome back anytime, my friend. Oh, you are pleasure. part of the America's hometown horror family. We love to have you. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you to Andrew and Kat for uh, for showing up and doing a great job as always. You guys rock. Thank it's you been for a lot of fun. Showing up, <laughs> showing up at your own basement. No, right? I'm I said, like, thank you for coming no, downstairs. No, I said showing up and doing a great job. No, I was I complimenting know, you both. Hey, remember, I've had my first sip of alcohol in a month right now. Okay, so give me a little fucking slack. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you want a little bit more of us on the social media platforms, uh, you can find us on pretty much all of them on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for America's Hometown Horror. You can also tweet at us, at Hometown Horror. You can find us on Instagram, at Hometown Horror Pod. We are the most active on Instagram and Twitter. But you can also shoot us an email on... Uh, you can also shoot us an email... You can also shoot us an email at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find our show pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts but specifically on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. My name is Mike. Thanks again for listening to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. We are happy to have you here. And goodbye to my co-hosts, Andrew Cat and Matt Audette. Say goodbye to your listeners, folks. Bye. See you later. Bye. Adios.